Welcome to the world of stand-up. This is the this is the, the, the we roll okay we're rolling now. Cheese. So, dude, George Costanza's dad is the shirt. Yeah, where you got okay. Yeah, it works. Look, I get more compliments on these fucking shirts than anything else that I have, and this was like I think twelve dollars on Amazon. Yeah, dude. These are the late nights. I've had way too much to drink. I'm in my bathtub. You're stoned out of your mind. But when you find one, naturally, because Amazon's so fucking smart, they're like, hey, we also have these ones you should look at, too. And I'm like, you're right. I should look at these ones, too. And they're like, they're the same price. And I'm like, you're right. These are a great fucking deal. You know, people don't have enough pink flamingos Three days later, I get six shirts in the mail, and Sax is like, what did you buy? I'm like, naturally, more fucking pink flamingo I don't know what type of flowers is that? Is like a lilac? Polyester or silk, but it it's a little sweaty in the back in the Lambo. Yeah, but other than that, I mean, it's yeah, I fucking it. glorious. Did you, you, you should get a, you let me make a, a point top, here. You should get a top down for let that. Let me Lambo make a point. Easier. Let me make a point. What's the first thing that he's talking about on his fucking podcast? My shirt. Fucking, See what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a hot commodity, bro. Don't be well, jealous. Well, you and I both know I'll that. I'll send you the link. You have this savant fucking weird thing where you're just like a marketing god. Whatever you I, say, I, people Or talk. wear. Yeah. It's weird, man. Dude, you can have a Lions Not Sheep version I, of that, dude. I didn't, you know, I literally said that. Like, <laughs> as I was walking out through my warehouse, somebody was like, dude, nice shirt. I'm like, we need to make these. I'm being totally serious. Yep. Next up is these fucking summertime flowered shirts. I never really understood, since you're talking about that. Yeah. I never really understood. And, and I'll put my phone down in one second. I'm trying to find a picture. I didn't understand how it was that, like, Kim Kardashian and all these fucking celebrities made so much money doing product placement. Yeah. Like, Josh Snow, Snow Teeth Whitening. Yeah. Like, how did, why would he pay people so much fucking money? Like, get it now. Like, I'm not kidding. I'm far from that status. I'm far from those people's level, Your right? Your ass is way too small to be a Kardashian. Bro. Totally. Totally. I could get implants, though. But I'll wear cowboy boots, <laughs> and I'll get... 15, I'll just be out on my ranch. People, I get 15, 20 messages. Uh, yo, what kind of boots are those? Hey, what kind of jeans do you wear? And that's weird to me. I'm like, why? I have never asked you what jeans you're wearing. Never. I would never ask a guy what jeans you're wearing. Not that it's like a weird thing or whatever. It's just not my vibe. But right. it's weird getting those, like, hey, what kind of cowboy hat is that? I'm like, I don't fucking know. I bought it at Boot Barn. Dude, Go to Boot Barn and probably, like, match it up. Take a screenshot. Go fucking find your Boot Barn hat, right? But I get it now. I get why companies will spend millions of dollars on like big name people to have them wear their shoes or their shirt or their bracelet or their fucking get their teeth whitened or whatever, whatever. Cause there's, there's big money in it. You're kind of entering that world from the other side of it. Now you got Donald Cerrone on the lines, not sheep roster. That's pretty cool. That's dope, dude. Yeah. He's, he's love that guy. Dan came when Dan came in. Um, obviously he has a, an amazing Rolodex with the UFC. Oh yeah. I mean, they're like the the OGs, bro. Yeah. They're the OGs. They were like there at the birth of, the UFC. Yep. So every fighter from UFC one, Chuck Liddell, Randy Couture, you name like the OG. Spider Silva. It's, all yeah, of all of them. They, they, that's like, they all know him. I mean, he's he's the OG. So Cowboy's a, I love Cowboy. He's one of my favorite fighters. And Dude, it's he cool has one of the funniest stories shit. I remember from listening to Rogan. He was on Rogan and he said that he wishes that there was like a clause on the highway that was similar to hockey with a penalty box where some fucker's like riding your ass with yeah. you can get out and box on the side of the uh, road dude, I would and then get that. back in and there's no penalty. I tell you what, <laughs> we we have a shirt that says give violence a chance. It's a glorious shirt. It's I've got one. it's just truth. Yeah. There we really, really, really need to instill more violence in our culture. We really do. It well, solves a lot of problems. And I'm not talking about this bullshit you see, the gun fucking shit and the, the I'm not talking school shootings. I'm talking about two dudes just duking it the fuck out. Yeah. Like, I, I truly, I've said this before, and when I'm president, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but 
I'll sign some executive order. I mean, fuck, if we can spend, if we can send $53 billion to a foreign country just because we feel bad for them, then I can fucking do whatever I want when I'm president, have right? Fight club in the I will ensure that no kid, until he has a fist fight, can get his driver's license. In order to get your driver's license, you have to get in a fucking fist night, fist fight. Bare knuckle. Fucking brilliant. Go to the DMV. Oh, you haven't had your fight yet? Okay, you two fuckheads go in the back room. We got a little ring. We got a little thing. Nosebleed. Touch y'all up. Get your picture. Get your driver's license. No kid should be able to get his driver's license in America until he's had a fist fight. There's some brilliance in that. Like, there's... I know. Some of the most calm people that I know are people that are... Very evolved in the sport of fighting, dude. You you look at you 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 have to face your demons in that place. Like you're in this heightened sense of urgency. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've done. I mean, I'm nowhere near even considering a fighter. But like, I've trained a little bit of boxing, and I get it, dude. Like when you're in there, the your shit narrows. Like fucking stuff narrows, Bro. and you get really really alert, and it Wait, changes who you, you are. This is the next level, and I posted this on Instagram. Like, can I read something, please? This was really powerful. In fact, you want to read this? You should read this. I'll read it. it it's from a Soviet. Dissident, like read this, but anybody listening to this, this is prophetic shit. Okay. This was like biblical shit. I read this the other day. I sent this to my my fight coach, Jason Mer- Merlick. Okay, and he was like, "Bro, this like touches it like touches me because this is the truth." So you want to talk about violence? And I don't know if we talk politics on this show. I don't know what we do. We'll, we'll have a good time, whatever you want. Okay, I, like I said, I I put clean underwear on for this, so let's fucking make this worth it, shall we? But this is uh, read this quote, dude, right. and and really All think right. about that since we're already on the topic. Okay. The most terrifying force of death comes from the hands of men who wanted to be left alone. They try so very hard to mind their own business and provide for themselves and those they love. They resist every impulse to fight back, knowing the forced and permanent change of life that will come from it. They know that the moment they fight back, their lives are as they have lived them are over. The moment that men, oops, the moment that men, don't swipe right or left. I don't need to see. My wife would be pissed. Anyways, carry on. She's a little exhibitionist. You know this. She dude. is. She's I got a whole folder of her on I my fucking phone. love sex. Keep right. going. The moment the men who wanted to be left alone are forced to fight back, it is a form of suicide. They are literally killing off who they used to be, which is why when forced to take up violence, these men who wanted to be left alone fight with unholy vengeance against mm-hmm. those that have murdered their former lives. They fight with raw hate and with a drive that cannot be fathomed by those who are merely play-acting at politics and terror. True terror will arrive at these people's door, and they will cry, scream, beg for mercy, and it will fall upon deaf ears of the men who just wanted to be left alone. See what I'm saying? When you're dude, talking Alexander about, Alexander like, Solzhenitsyn, that guy's a fucking dope, dude. Yeah, he, yeah, I just, book, I just right? found yeah. about, yeah, I just found out about him He's a Jordan day. Peterson, like, guy. Peterson yeah. talks a lot well, about I, that guy. I forget who posted this, um, but he was a, an ex- Special Forces guy. I don't think it was Tim Kennedy. It was somebody else. But as you re- like what you were just saying, like yeah. the the people that well, that's the sleeping just giant in our country. There's all these veterans that have hand to hand combat Here experience. They've killed people. They're fucking ready, and they're just they keep they're poking the bear, dude. This shit where we're being gaslit. I don't want to get too political, but like these guys are like sitting back going, "What the fuck, bro? You lying sack this, of this, shit." This, this is the next quote. I have my phone is full. I don't know why I have these. These were literally within the last twenty four hours. Quote. Remember, while you are training for diversity and inclusion, someone else is training for war. Yep. When you meet, they will win. Yep. Not yep. said. I mean, yeah. oh, I saw this. I saw this thing yesterday. It showed like the clip that the Navy did about pronoun oh, training, Christ, and then it showed it juxtaposed <laughs> against China releasing their new aircraft carrier, which is just a fucking spaceship on the water. I'm like, oh, dude, China has different priorities you, than we. You do. know what's funny though? It's funny. 
It is funny. It's absurd it's, is what it is. It, I mean, it makes for great content for guys like us, yeah. right? But it's like, it, it, it can't win. It will never win. And by it, I mean this idea of inclusion, of acceptance, of everybody's the same. Yeah. We have 92 fucking genders and all thing. I mean, even Amazon doesn't support that reality. How do I know this? Go buy a pair of pants. Go buy any shirt or anything. Fucking and it only gives you two options. Shirts, dude. It only gives you two options. Men's or women's. I mean, if there's 597 genders, you, you would think a liberal company like Amazon would jump on board. They're just hateful. But you only have men's and women's. They, they yeah. only make them in men's and women's, this, that, and the other. But it really is, it's funny. It's sad, but it's funny because it's like, at the end of the day, that's it's it. the people that, I've never been to war. I've never served in the military. Most of my friends have. Most of the dudes yeah. I hang out with have. And I would put one of my buddies up against a hundred of your fucking, you know, nipple tassel wearing pink fucking hair flying people. Mm -hmm. I don't give a fuck who you are, boy, girl. I don't give a fuck what gender you, you can identify as a goddamn dolphin for all I care. One of my dudes will fuck a whole bunch of you up. Yep. You know what I mean? And you can scream and yell and protest and wave your freaking banners and your posters, but it really is an interesting time in our, in our culture. But I read that quote and I thought it was really cool. It's a, it's, it's very poignant. I've heard that on, I, I can't recall which podcast it was, but a guy was talking about that, that the sleeping giant of the United States is all these veterans mm -hmm. that just want to be left alone and that in an ironic twist of fate actually have the skill sets to, as you say, fuck shit up. Big time. Yeah. Big time. I mean, I mean you look at what dudes, happened in Afghanistan. There were people that were right. popping up out of the woodwork ready to go over there at a moment's notice to help Americans leave there. And it's like, they went. Oh, I know dudes they, who went. Right. I know dudes who went over to the Ukraine. I know dudes who literally on their own dime and their own deal got up, went over, and handled some shit. And these are dudes that are very, very accustomed to violence. They're very accustomed to that nature. And and this is why I was saying, like, you can't... It's... No matter how much you yell, no matter how much you scream, no matter how much you regulate, govern, you can't beat Mother Nature. Yeah. You will never... We, as, as human beings, will never beat Mother Nature. We won't beat them... We won't beat Mother Nature as a political party... We won't beat Mother Nature as a movement. We won't beat Mother Nature as an ideology. We won't beat Mother Nature. There will always be somebody stronger than you. Yep. There will always be somebody richer than you. And there will always be somebody out there who will fuck you up, period. Yeah. And it's not a morality thing. It's not a political thing. It just is. If I took 100 human beings, half of them were the purple hair fucking freaks, and half of them were, were army rangers, and I dropped you off 10 miles from my house in the middle of the woods... There's a thousand creatures that will eat all of you equally. There are a thousand <laughs> creatures that will kill you. And I'm not making this up. No, it's just... It's the question about is, some who bear would survive? A, yeah. Who would survive? The people that are prepared to survive or the people that yell and scream about it being unfair. And that's my point. Like, Mother Nature, it can't be beaten. She can't be beaten. And this is the reason I think the whole thing's funny, because it's like, we're spending all this time, inclusion and this and that. I mean, I, I, I listen to... to uh, Biden, yesterday talking about who's, who's he? I'm not familiar with this guy. Oh Lord, he's the guy, the <laughs> one guy. He fell off his bike. The other, you know, the guy that fell off his bike. It's oh, that, that guy. guy. Yeah, that, that guy. Rogan interviewed right on the floor. Is that the one? <laughs> I think my favorite one was you know the the big black guy with the the big dong. Like everybody makes the memes out of him. Yeah, there was one where he was like sitting on his lap. <laughs> oh, it was good. I don't know if you. 
picture's right here. Yeah. It's this right here. <laughs> Bryce will screenshot this in. Um, I can't wait fuck, for my producer I to, I have to go search for saying. big black cock pictures. What was I just saying? I was talking about Biden. And Biden's. Oh, you were saying thing. that you were saying Biden, and, that, and then I interrupted you with. You yeah, know, what was I saying about Biden? You were saying something about how you saw him. I guess I interrupted your flow. Oh, oh yeah, the whole Ukraine thing. Yeah, and he's like gaslighting the fuck out of the American people. Did you see that clip yeah. where he's talking about you know the 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 whole gas prices like. You know, Are you saying we, sh- we shouldn't have you, done you, this? I yeah. mean, you know, to all my Republican friends and this, that, and the other, and, which is basically you're talking about half of the country. Mm-hmm. You're saying that, you know, you're, you're upset about this. Well, what should we have done? Just let Putin run around fucking Russia and or the Europe and the whole thing? It's like, yeah, motherfucker. Like, you're the president of the United States of America. You want to be the president of Ukraine? Go over there. Go hang out with Zelensky. Go over there. Go someplace yeah. else. You want to go fucking help Europe? Go to Europe. By all means, you got a fucking big ass jumbo jet. Get your lethargic dumbass on there. Go over there and let somebody else handle America. He needs Anyways. he needs one of those chairs on the side of the stairs to get up the plane. It's just comedy now, dude. It really is. Well, it's the reason comedy. why it's comedy is because of how absurd it is. It's so fucking it's so insane. fucking silly. It's, like the idea that that you know you're talking about give violence a chance. The the mother nature never never loses. That's the reality of it. There there are certain things in life that are always going to be a meritocracy. You can't fucking face it. And I think the military is one of those things. Like, if you're responsible for defending our country, the idea of, like, pronoun training, like, fuck out of here with that, dude. Give me a gun. I wonder how many, how many people in the military actually watch that. Like, it was, was the Navy? Who, who it was put the that Navy out? that put it on. I wonder yeah. how many, like, enlisted, like, could you Military imagine personnel being, in the Navy were like, no, guys, guys, listen, no, this is important. Quiet down. We really need to fucking watch this. This I, is really important. I really don't think there was. They made it mandatory. I bet you, I, I guarantee you, there are very few Navy SEALs that said, hey, guys, uh, we got to watch this right now. They're out there killing bad guys. Yeah. They're getting shot at. They're not watching fucking pronoun videos by people that yeah. have never shot at anybody. And the, 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 other, the other bad guys that want us dead, they're looking at these videos going, are you fucking serious? This is our competition? Serious, oh, my God. String them up now. Easy. You know, it, it is a... <laughs> well, what I've been really fascinated by is... I love I love the behind the, the scenes, right? Like right. I love I'm very much a, a introspective human being. A lot of people think they listen to me on social media, you think I'm just ranting and raving all the time. But I really do think. I like to think, I like to pontificate. I've been around you enough. You're you know what I mean? And I want to know guy. what's yeah. behind it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you look at and you, you talk about these purple haired people and these people and that people. I'm like, oh, like like what's really behind you? Like, where'd you come from? Why do you believe what you believe? But like as I as I've been looking at like what's happening and where everybody's going and what we're doing, like it's a really interesting game to see how insane shit's getting, right? And who was your friend fifteen minutes ago and who's your friend now, yeah. right? Yeah. Because everybody was on That's the real. everybody was on the Joe Biden dick when Homeboy got elected, right? Supposedly, whatever. But like, have you heard from AOC lately? Has anybody heard? Do you, is she even the around? last thing other that, than her, like not saying that she's going to support right. or endorse? That's what I was Somehow about, yeah. she popped up the the whack a mole. She popped her head up for a second, and they were like, "Yeah, they were going to get you questions." Like, "Yo, fuck this, I'm going back underground." Yep. But the reality is, it's like it is it is so fucking absurd what's happening in our country because we care. We our country, our our, our political leaders care more about what's going on around the world and being this inclusive let's help everybody while Americans are getting fucked while inflation the whole thing and then you have you know everybody on the right 
conservatives, whatever the hell you want to call them, who just sit around and post memes all day long, blaming the left. I did this post this morning about this. Like, like, There's no accountability anywhere for anything. When's the last time you heard a politician step up and go, yeah, we fucked up. Yeah, that was it, me. My bad. Yeah. No, it was, I mean, it's madness watching our president literally well, blame when they try- everybody for the gas prices. I was at the gym this morning. Riding a bike, you got Fox on one and CNN on the other. And I always sit on this one bike because it's right in between the two TVs. And every morning, CNN, Fox. And I love the polarity of the two. I'm just going here to here to here to here. And you're watching Joe Biden, and he did this thing yesterday where he's blaming, like he's like demanding that the owners of gas stations lower their prices. Like he was literally blaming the. I'm watching this on TV. Google this shit. You don't believe me? Fucking Google it. It's all over the internet. I'm watching him. Demand and saying, do it now. Lower the prices now. Blaming gas station owners for fucking over Americans. Yeah, that's how And it's like, dude, how how many more people can you blame? We got got Russia to blame. We got the Ukraine to blame. We blame China. We blame him. I'm watching the, the leader of the free world talk about a free market enterprise capitalistic society demanding owners of gas stations lower their prices, which if you knew anything, the gas station owners don't necessarily dictate the prices, especially if you're a chain like an Exxon or a Chevron or whatever, whatever you're told what they've got five to six cents margin, maybe. And so it's just like, at what point in time do we as a people go, okay, dick face, like, yeah, we're done. Like we don't, I think we don't subscribe to this November. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, well, that's a whole other conversation about the elections and whatever, whatever. It's just an interesting time. I think it's really fucking yeah. funny. It's fascinating. I really could give two shits about it because they have nothing to do. They, politicians, have nothing to do with my life, have zero to do with me, my family, anything that I'm doing in my life. But it is really fucking fascinating to step back and just watch this whole game be played out. Yeah. And it's kind of like... Like, where do we go from here? For, like, for what's me, the next chess move here? For me, the you know? I, I agree with you. The, <laughs> the most interesting thing to me is watching people either buy into it or not buy into it. Like, that to me is more curious to see. Like, you buy, you believe this shit? Like, yeah. to know how biased news organizations are and to, and to understand even the revenue model of how legacy media has changed to where it's not, mm-hmm. it, it's all clicks and shit. So it's got to be salacious and polarizing and, 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 and then people still believing it to the point to where it ruins family relationships and ruins friendships and has you, you know, well, know. Dude, you know, you want to, it's really fascinating. I, again, I, I'm, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I encourage everybody listening to this for the four viewers that we have of your podcast price, <laughs> go watch the news. Now here's why. Let me put the caveat and then the asterisk on it. Okay. Go watch the news for a reason and, and, and watch it through this lens. Watch it and tell me how much news is actually being reported. I'm talking about, hey, the car hit the light pole. We're on the scene, Jack. Here's what's going on. The ambulance took the guy out. We're good Bob, to go. See you Bob. later. Back to you. No, it, it, I was watching it's all this morning. is what it is, yeah. I literally went from the bike to, to rolling out, and I'm sitting there rolling out, and there's another set of TVs, and that's – same thing, Fox and CNN. And if you watch the media, if you watch the mainstream media, there really is no actual news reporting. They have all of these quote-unquote specialists and people that they're interviewing that are just giving you their opinion. Like I'm, I'm watching this Capitol Hill reporter. 
She's interviewing breaking news about the whole gun thing today in New York, how the Supreme Court shot down, you know, the, the, the request to basically ban guns. And when the Supreme Court said, fuck you, you can carry guns. That's the very simple right. definition of what happened today, right? Again, Google That's it. That's the white paper. Version. Google it, right? But they're interviewing all of these specialists to report on this. They're reporters. They interviewed a lawyer. They interviewed another guy. And there was like six people in a row that this talking head from CNN was just talking to and interviewing. And they're all talking about how this and this and this. And you're literally spending 20 minutes just hearing people's fucking opinions. Like me and yeah. you, they, this is as much news as anything else. Oh, this right is now. a news show. You now. And I, this is a news show now. You know, you need an intro like da 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 breaking news, you know, while Bryce Prescott. Yep. If you really think about it, like there, we used to watch news where it was like, hey, this happened today. And this person's on the scene. The bombs are dropping in Afghanistan. What, We're where, when, why, how? That's news. And and now it's, hey, we have an entire hour-long program where we sit around and huddle and we talk about our opinions and what hurt our feelings yeah. and how this guy's bad and that guy's bad. There's no, no news reporting. Well, you take a, a grain of, of sand and you get a whole bunch of assholes that try and turn it into a fucking mountain. And it's just our opinions. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was fascinating to watch. I'm just like, this literally... I saw, news. I saw a meme along those same lines where it said, you know, <laughs> Joe Rogan could encourage people to drink water and there would be a news article saying, Rogan encouraging people to drink liquid that has been used as radiator fluid. That's what, what's really going on. The, the, the real scary part is that there's no accountability. Like, you've heard, we've all heard about countless lies, bullshit stories that are that have been caught, that have been brought to light. Fully debunked, yeah. Nobody, there's no accountability. Nobody goes to jail. Nobody gets their license revoked. There's no, like, you're banned from doing the news. It's like, well, that sucks. Keep going. But it speaks There's not a even a, oops, let's keep going. They just it, don't even it, say anything. Yeah. Oh, this, this reporter literally made up every single thing that they said. There are no sources. There are no anything. And next thing you know, the next day, they're back on the fucking news, reporting the news, right? And, and... It is what it is there, but it speaks to us as a culture, in my opinion, far more than that. You know yeah. what I mean? It, yeah. it speaks to how it is that we consume the smut as much as we do. Not only consume it, but believe it. We base our lives around it. We base our thought processes around it. We base our decisions around it, around smut. And, and what's really, really, really fascinating to me is, is you watch this game happening and you're like disgusted with what's happening on the tv and looking and seeing this and you're like how do these people like how are they even on tv right but the crazier thing is that there's millions and millions and millions of people that watch it that believe it yeah and you're like what's wrong with you yep like literally what happened to you and i'm not talking dude fuck i'm a conservative i'm an independent conservative i consider myself an independent conservative i don't know what a republican is i don't know what a democrat is i'm an independent conservative yeah. right it's the same on both sides. It's the exact same reality with Fox. It's the exact same reality with CNN. They're all just fucking full of shit. Yep. They're just absolutely full of shit. They're media organizations that are literally well, making entertainment is what they are. millions of dollars entertaining you. Yeah. They're entertaining you in, in the name of news, in the name of information. Which the irony is that that's what the FCC is supposed to guarantee is that like certain things. Come and on, they, get, they get these distinctions of like, well, we're opinion or commentary on the news, not news. And that's how all those 
Fox included. Like, that's how they get away with some of the salacious shit they say. And having it be, this is my opinion of what happened. What do you think? What's your opinion? Yeah. Oh, we've got Bob over here who's a lawyer. Oh, his opinion. And then we have this pollster. And it's like, next thing you know, they spin it into oh, something. The polls, the polls are a whole different conversation. Yeah. You know how much you should believe any of the polls? Uh, you shouldn't. You know who owns the polling companies? No. You know, you know my story with the polling companies, right? I don't. You hear that, Herb? I told you about this, didn't I? No. When I ran for Congress, yeah, you ran for against you know that dude. That's the Curtis, who's now getting his. He's getting fucking hung out to dry. Good, he's, which he should be because he's a total freaking dipshit. Yeah. But I'll get to. Him. We can talk about him in a second. So, long story short, um, I ran for Congress a couple of years ago against John Curtis. Right. Yep. John Curtis ended up winning. He was a Republican. Yada yada yada. I mean, all you have to do is have the R next to your name in Utah, and people will vote for you. You could literally be like humping coconuts in your He's front yard. Proof of that, actually. Literally, you could be like humping coconuts in your front yard, and if you're Republican, people vote for you. That's how... He's a family man who loves coconuts. Really ridiculous people are. <laughs> now, but here's what's interesting. So there were three televised debates during the special election. So this is when um, Jason Chaffetz stepped down, and it was like a mid... Uh, a yeah, midterm yeah. election. So it was only like a 90 day deal that we weren't, you know, it wasn't a full blown election. So I was like, fuck it. Threw my head in the, threw my hat in the ring for this election. There were three televised debates um, and you had to pull high enough to get in to the debates. So there was me, there was uh, Joe Buckman, who was the libertarian. There was the Republican and there was a Democrat, right? And everybody but me pulled high enough to be included in these debates. Um, including the Libertarian. Well, fast forward to the general election, when I beat the Libertarian handily, which this is a national if party. the poll was what it was. was funded, right? right? I mean, I ran as an unaffiliated candidate, so I didn't even have a party that I was with. Like, Independent is actually a party, Republican Party, Democrat Party, Libertarian Party, and they're nationally funded, so they have their PACs and their money. So if I ran as a Libertarian here in Utah, I could go to the Libertarian Party and be like, hey, give me some money, help me win, yada, yada, yada. And if right. I'm a viable candidate, they'll actually give me a lot of fucking money. So I had, like, no, no political party backing or anything. So I pulled basically at zero for all three of these debates. Why do you think that is? Because you don't want me on the stage oh, been comedy. debating John Curtis, right? Because right. I'm going to call that asshole out, right? Well, fast forward, good. <laughs> fast forward to, to the general, and I end up beating the Libertarian, which is a really big deal. I mean, I didn't win, but beating a national party as an unaffiliated candidate was huge. Well, I end up doing a little bit of research, and... I didn't know this, but all of the polling companies are owned by a mainstream media organization like Fox News, ABC, NBC, CNN. They all own polling companies. So naturally, where do you think the bias is going to be if CNN affiliated polling company goes and runs a poll? Right. You see what I'm saying? Yep. I pull at zero, which is it's not even possible to have happen. I pull at zero. But then I end up beating the Libertarian by a number of points in the general election. That's because you didn't want me on the stage. Yep. So when you see these polls, like, his approval numbers are up. His approval numbers are down. It was the same co polling company, believe it or not, that had um, Hillary winning by 13 points the week of the election. Oh, okay. It was the exact same polling company that did the poll for the, for the televised debate. So really what you see on TV that looks official is pretty much dog shit. You, if you ever see a poll... Down at the bottom of whatever whatever news network you look like, look at what the asterisk is at the bottom, and they'll tell you what the polling company is. 
Just Google the polling company, find out who owns it, and I bet you, I bet you 50 bucks that every single polling company that you Google and look up is owned by one of the mainstream media Legacy, corporations. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. I mean, it's actually. genius if you think about it. We just got this well, poll got done. Well, like the that. poll was by my guy in the office next door yeah. in CNN, and yeah. this is what he says, his professional. He has six people. Yeah, he polled six people, and this is what they're saying. Now it's headline news. Polls show this. Well, it's and polls can wild. sway turnout. Oh, like big it, time. It's a, it's a powerful thing. I big think time. in 2016, when Trump just defied everything, mm -hmm. it kind of exposed how inconsistent that, I, that, I don't know what, what to call it, that, formatting mm -hmm. is of like polling and what it really means because people were unwilling to publicly say they were supporting Trump. Nobody. Because How many the, yard signs did you see? How many Trump yard signs did you see? Well, that's None. the crazy part right now is that he still has a ton of people that really support him a lot. And the mainstream media still makes it look like he's some kid fucker that, oh, dude, you know, is the biggest think? liar ever. Why do you think? I mean, I said this in 2016, I said that, you're wa you'll watch him dismantle the two-party system. And if you think about it, this is, I mean, this is a 240-plus year racket that we got going on here in America. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to happen in 15 minutes, you know, the, the right. dismantle. If Rome didn't fall, like, overnight, it was, a, it was a steady process, right? But if you think about it, I mean, Trump didn't give a damn who you were. He went after everybody. You got a problem yeah. with me, I go after you. It doesn't matter if you're a Republican or a Democrat. Now we're in a state where it's kind of like no one expected that guy to win. No one thought to do it. He was laughed at the entire yeah. fucking campaign, including his own party, right? Yeah. He ultimately had to run as, an, as a Republican, and the Republican's party basically came on board and said, yo, uh, okay, you need, to, you need to put the R next to your name because we got money for you, which I, he obviously wanted, but he obviously had the same knowledge that John yeah. Curtis has, which is if you have the R next to your name in, in, a, in a conservative area, conservative state, you're automatically going to basically right. win the vote. Um, but what that dude did, man, he just shook the tree. He shook it hard. And it caused a lot of people to get really fucking scared. Well, even, really scared. even to this day, like there's so much movement both publicly and behind the scenes to make it to where he's not even legally able to run for president again. Oh, he, he, like he, they're trying to do it's, it's like trying to what, well, it's, it's so interesting when you, when you remove any sort of emotional feeling you have about the guy, because mm -hmm. some people are just balls deep on Trump and some people hate the fucking guy, regardless of the emotion that you feel about when you look at just all things being equal and you, you see what they're trying to do. It's like, this is odd. Like, why do you give so many fucks about this dude? Like, it really should be cause for pause with a lot of the minds of the people that see this. And again, this has nothing to do with you like him or not. Just yeah. look at, and then the stories of like, well, he represents white supremacy and all this shit. It's like, <laughs> dude, that is, that is not intellectually honest. If you actually look at what it is, you're seeing a country that has a healthy amount of distrust for the government. Mm -hmm. And he's the one guy that has had the stones to actually like, speak yeah. truth to power right. and that i don't know even just saying that is like well no he was the problem he's i'm like you're not looking at it right. through the right lens you're yeah. not being Dude, honest he, he, in how you do he's it. His, he has his own shit like everybody has their own shit right you know i mean he he's he, he made a lot of mistakes like every i mean look at reagan you know i love reagan we look at reagan as like this hero reagan fucked up big time like yeah. the war on drugs and there's people sitting in jail because reagan you know had yeah, big pharma. News. Yeah. Then you look at big farm and Reagan was a big intricate part of what big farm is today by regulating the drug industry the way yep. that he did, but different story for a different day. 
the real interesting thing, I mean, we can talk politics all day long in this stuff. I, I don't care when you're listening to this show. doesn't matter. Turn on the TV, and I bet you, at some point in time today, the news will be talking about Donald Trump. Right. That's what's really Fact. fascinating. Even in fucking 30 That's years, what's man. Really, if the guy was irrelevant, if the guy was done, if the guy was go- gone, he's off the team, yeah. he's disbarred, he's out of the game, he's never going to run again, why the fuck are you still talking about him? Every day. Incessantly. Yep. Every day. That dude's like headline news every fucking day. It's crazy day. the amount of stuff he's blamed for. I'm like, oh, that's 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 a new one. Okay, the whole the whole January six shit is going on right now. I'm like, yeah, really? Like we're really going there? Like we're really we're really well, just still reminds talking me, I, about all this? I, we'll we'll wrap up talking politics with with uh, kind of this idea. I think this is the thing that <laughs> that's that, Bryce's signal for. All right, th- no, I'm this not going to go down the rabbit hole any further. No, I'm fine with the rabbit hole. It's just more that. I'm reminded of this discrepancy that not a lot of people are willing to acknowledge and that there's not good people in politics. You don't look at success as an option in the United States and think first of politics. Politician. You think unless you're a shit person that can't win in the normal hierarchy of business and entrepreneurship and growth that way. Because these guys get in and it's crony like politics is the worst example of crony capitalism. These guys peddle their influence. Yep. They sell their votes. They're supposed to be a representative government. There's no fucking representation of anything other than lobbyist money with these people. And if, even if you were a good person and got into politics with the right idea, the amount of in- integrity that it would take to remain a good person, you're something special at that point. And unfortunately, we got 535 fucks in there that just mm-hmm. don't give a shit about anything other than their own interest. Two, two things to say on that, and then we'll move wherever you want to move. <laughs> Number one. There's one way that you solve the entire game. Term limits. Term limits. And I've said this, and I'll say it again. When I'm president, I will do one thing on day one. Executive order term. And I will shove that shit so far up the freaking, (laughs) the the ass of of whoever needs it. Because that is literally the single greatest thing that can happen. That is what, in my opinion, creates trustworthiness and the validity in an elected official. Because you can't freaking sit there for 40 years and just suck whoever's dick you need to suck to keep staying in there. Yeah. You got two terms. Go in, cr- do your civic duty, and get the fuck out. Yeah. Right? Well, and it yeah, would require it. the people that are in politics to be in there for the right reason because well, it's not a lifetime gig. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Right? You have, you have, you have, and, and, and it's the same thing Republican and Democrat. There's dudes that have been in there for 30 fucking years. They're literally making a living on, in the political system, which is not how, I mean, George dude, Washington. Nancy, Nancy Pelosi's worth a half a bill. Dude, like, George Washington. Had to be like literally drugged to DC to become the first president. Yeah, George Washington had to be. He didn't want it. He's like, no, fuck you guys. I'll help you sign these documents and we'll create this constitution and this declaration. But y'all can fuck off. I'm going back to my plantation. He didn't want to be. No study history. Like that. Like the founding fathers were begging him, dude, please. And he's like, fine, fuck you. I'll do this. Right. He was not this willing participant that was like, yes, elevate me to this highest level, build me this giant fucking White House. Right. But number two. It says a lot. I mean, we can talk about the 535 dingleberries in D.C. It says a lot about us as a culture and a country and a society that we're sitting here talking about it and not a whole lot's changing with it. No, it's getting worse, actually. It's the same people running the same racket because they've gamified the system. They know how to win. They know, mathematically speaking, it's only going to take X amount of votes in these areas, and all they do is just hedge the bet 
every two years or every four years. That's all that happens. But the truth of the matter is, Americans are stupid. We're dumb. We're a fat, lazy, uneducated culture and system. And the powers that be they are just it. feeding that. They know it, yep. They're just feeding it and feeding it and feeding it and feeding it. And what are we doing? What are we the people doing? Slurping it up like the fat, lazy, freaking people that we are. And people don't like to hear that. They get offended by that. I don't give a fuck. It's truth. Yeah. It's absolute fucking truth because most people listening to this couldn't tell me the name of their governor. Most people listening to this couldn't tell me their congressman or their senator. So how fucking involved really are we? Right, yeah. how, how real passionate are you, well, the, the, men and women of America, about changing the fucking game and changing the system and getting in there? You don't even know your fucking governor your is. city councilman. Like, that's you don't the even other know your part. mayor like, is. The right? most important stuff that we deal with is on a local level. Right. Like, shit trickles up in politics, and we just don't give a fuck. I remember one time I was a scoutmaster back in a former life, and we were doing this uh, mayor badge thing where we had to go observe city government. And we go downtown. There's a merit patch for that? Oh, it's uh, this. What's you, it, I this? thought it was like wood whittling citizenship and canoeing. In the uni- and... Citizenship in the community or some oh. shit. I don't remember the name of the merit badge. But, so we went that. down to City Hall at West Jordan. Had all these 12, 13-year-olds in tow. And it was, it was mind-boggling to me because I'm seeing they're, they're going through all these like proposed city ordinances for the township of West Jordan. And there was this woman there just kind of leading the charge. Like this crazy lady. She was probably in her mid-40s. And she was like, oh, well, um, our committee uh, proposes, they had a, pr- a proposition to have to where in West Jordan you couldn't have a building higher than three stories. And, like, there was nobody there. And then one guy on the council was like, why do we need this? Well, we just think it would be good. And he's like, has there been any studies or anything done? Well, no. And he's like, nah, we're done. Like, struck. Mm-hmm. it could have been a law in West Jordan that this bitch was a part of making happen <laughs> just because she didn't want anything higher than three stories. And I was like, how much power is yeah. Unatta- un- like, what's the word I'm looking for? So easily taken by bad people, I guess is the point. Well, dude, and, and once it's taken, it's not given back. Oh, they don't give a shit back. When's the last time you heard anybody, Republican or Democrat, get on TV and go, you know what? These taxes are way too fucking high. Yep. They're way too high. We're just going to chop everything in half. Does that happen? You know what? No, no, it will never. And, and Our military is, budget's too big. It will never happen. It will never fucking happen. And this is the reason that... You know, we're at a tipping point. You know, Malcolm Gladwell talked about in, in his book, The Tipping Point, great book, by the way, how the pendulum, it just swings, mm-hmm. you know? And, and we've had this radically feminist, soft, acceptance, equal conversation for the last 50 years. Now we're seeing the, the fruits yeah, pushed of, too this, far, of this labor. And now the pendulum's swinging the other way where people are like, mm, no, I actually don't want a dude in the, bathroom with my daughter go fuck yourselves yeah and there's a tipping point it's coming will swing even like you know matt walsh had that great documentary called what is a woman there's even people were were pushing against this narrative in a way that was like it's past the point of even absurdity at this Mm -hmm. point so you're right um and as far as pendulums it just reminded me of something my uh, ex-father-in-law told me about my ex-wife he said uh is 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 this where the dick jokes come in uh, that's where we start no dicks she doesn't have a dick but um he yeah, he said he said very, that uh, yeah. his advice to me upon marrying her was, uh, "Hey, when that pendulum swings, buddy, duck." Yeah, that's what he said. Oh. It's a fun time, dude. I love it. I truly like more than anything. We could talk about politics and talk about politicians all day long. At the end of the day, dude, there's a reason why millions and millions and millions of people like literally risk their lives to come to this country because it's the greatest badass, fucking dude. country on the planet. It's the greatest country on the planet. 
you guys well that's the point if you haven't traveled only people that haven't been out of the united states get it and i know there's lots of great countries around the world i've been to some great places but at the same time like they don't have the same opportunity there's there's just a feelingness here that's different look i've been to europe a number of times and you can drive from one country to the other and there's a couple dudes standing there with a little freaking checkpoint deal and you go from one country to the other and here's passport and all thing that shit ain't happening in america right there's people climbing walls getting in freaking laughs or in, in rafts trying to come over here right Yep. America's a great place, dude. We have a, a, a system and a model that other countries only wish that they could have, right? And so at the end of the day, it is a great, great, great system that we've got. It's a little skewered. It's a little out of freaking whack. Well, the right part now, of that system that they're trying but, to take away is know? accountability. Like that's that's the beauty. Is like you can get you can have the you can have the reward if you're willing to take the risk. And there's been a demonization of risk, and I'm, I I don't I don't like that. I'm like, there's no, it's okay to fall in your face. Of freedom of Right. Well, freedom is risk. Is, if you think about it, it's like yeah. you get it all. You can fucking eat shit. Right. You're free to eat shit. Right. You're free to be at the top of the hill if you're willing to fucking do the climb. This is what I've said. It's Mother Nature. Yeah. Right. Like, think about it. If if you put everybody on planet Earth in an equal playing field, if the I've said that we've talked about this yeah. many, many, many times. I think the greatest social experiment that could ever happen, besides religion, the introduction of religion and God. Yeah. Right. The greatest social experiment that could happen in this 21st century would just be the power going out oh, yeah, for extended periods of time. Yeah. I'm not talking about for a couple of days, you call Rocky mountain power, they come back and they hook you up. Um, I'm saying like, let's just knock the power out for about six months. There's no power. Oh, we're at Mad Max. up Done. in this bitch, dude. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. 80% of the global population will be dead in two months from starvation. I think that through for two or seconds. Or even heat exhaustion. The in average parts of the world, bro. F- f- heat exhaustion. You think that you think in the Sahara Desert they're fucking complaining about the the AC? They don't have AC over there, bro. They don't give a fuck about. No, that I'm talking shit. about like in the United States, people in fucking Scottsdale and shit. They who, roast. Who, right. It. You take out the power. Let's see. My point was we have how, a soft underbelly. How strong you really are. Let's see what's really fucking important to you. Yeah. Let's see where you've spent your time and your energy. Let's see where your skill set really is. You've been really great at banging your thumbs on a keyboard, complaining about this guy or that guy, or being mad about this and writing protest si- signs and the whole Dude, thing. there's the, the question show, is, Sean. do you know how to actually hunt? Do you know how to feed your family? Would you even know where to go get clean water, let alone drink clean water? Okay, here's, here's the game you know show, what I mean? bro. Here's the game show. We put the purple hairs <laughs> in the middle of the woods, mm-hmm. and they, they don't have food, drink, whatever, and their rescuers consistently misgender them and won't acknowledge <laughs> their this sexuality. This is a comedy show. Yeah, they, they, they won't acknowledge. like a Yeah, they'd be like, so, so the moral dilemma <laughs> of the purple hair would be like, well, this guy could save my life, but he called me a him and I'm a her. Yeah. Even though I've got the, you know, the root. Look, so at the, that'd at be the fucking great. And I've said this for, for many years. That sounds like a show Ricky Gervais would it, make. It would be really funny, actually. You've heard me say this, and it's, it's not anything new, but I've continued to say to people, just get your house in order. Yeah. Get your house in order, get your house in order. Because at the end of the day, I mean, it, we're not, it, not going to see towers getting knocked down again. You're not going to see you know, a terrorist attack the same way. If I'm a bad dude and I want to really fuck with people, I'll just turn the fucking power off. Because yeah. everything's gone. Transportation's gone. Communication's gone. Food, gone. Water, gone. Sewage, yeah. gone. Literally everything that yeah. you know, every single thing that you know as a human being right now, your entire way of life is essentially snuffed out. There is no more communication. There's no cell phones. Problem. I mean, 
Think that through for two seconds. You know how, to, how do you even communicate? Gas. Oh, you think you're just going to take your cash and go to the gas station? How the fuck do you think the gas gets out of those big giant tanks underground, motherfucker? Yeah. Pumps. Yep. They run off electric. Oh, you're just going to go down to the local freaking McDonald's and get food, right? Nope, sorry. There's no power. So the plastic card that you carry in your pocket, guess what? There are no more ATMs. There are no places that you can trade that for anything, right? Think that through for two seconds. You're, you're, every single store in America... Every single shelf would be barren in 48 hours. Gone. Now what? Toilet paper, nothing. You can't go buy your guns then. You can't go buy your generators then. You can't go do anything then. So you're either going to have to become a criminal and go freaking loot all the stores, which, again, they'll be gone in 15 minutes. Or Or a vigilante stealing from other people. You know? Dude, I had a a buddy that was like one of those like super prepper fucks that was like, you know, yeah. I mean, you bought a fucking ranch. I mean, this guy was talking about like having like underground bunkers and shit and yeah, like networks. A bunker, bro. As you should. He 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 had this funny idea that I thought was hilarious, but I'm like, God damn it, that's a great idea. He goes, because he had all the guns and everything just like mm-hmm. you do. And he was like, dude, this is what you gotta do. If that happens, if there's like this mass kind of event, you and your boys, your posse, go find the first bridge and take it over. Mm-hmm. You fucking own that bridge. All of a sudden, you got power. You got a way to fucking barter shit. Like, you, you're the man. I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck it. You're going to steal a bridge? <laughs> That's awesome. You're commandeering a bridge. You're not really stealing it because right, you can't but, take it home with you. Oh, but... No, but no. Now, now, let me break this down. Sounds great. Sounds fantastic. You're going old school, right? Who's your posse, though? You got to have Who's the right... You got to have the right dudes, man. This is, what's, this, is the, this is the deeper conversation. Is a majority of people listening to this show right now are not prepared. Right. I'm not, I'm not calling you out. I'm not trying to say, trying to be a dick. I would Majority not. of people. Well, Sean, we have food storage. We have a bucket in our garage with some rice in it. Cool. How are you going to cook that rice when the power's out? Oh, shit. Well, we have a barbecue grill outside to cook rice. Like, really think about that for two seconds. Had a boil of water on it. Yeah. Dude, when, 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 when Texas got cold. I was there, actually. Texas got cold. And look what happened. Now, everybody, all my friends in Texas got super mad at me because I was making fun of the Texans. I was like, yo, y'all, y'all are freaking running around telling everybody how badass you are. It got cold and y'all got dude, fucked. Dude, I can but, give firsthand experience of this. Well, yeah, but here's the point. Here's the point. We're not prepared for that. We weren't pre- oh, no dude, shit. I don't think that's what being prepared no, is all to, about. To your point, dude. <laughs> Amy and I, we flew to Austin I remember that, for dude. Valentine's yeah, it was Day. Valentine's it was Day supposed shit. to be a two-day deal. We got stuck there for nine fucking days. Yeah. We had to camp out in the Fairmont Princess in Austin. Dude, it was legit apocalypse time. Like apocalypse time. Because like we had the to hotel camp out sit- at the Princess Resort. Well, no, it we had a nice so hold on. Terrible. Hold on. Fuck mm. you, dude. The, I had was, to pee in the same toilet for like five days in a row. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, bro, make fun all you want. This is legit shit that happened. Okay, first of all, the hotel was running out of food. So the only thing that you could get on room service was fucking soup, okay? Oh, the booze was all stocked up for sure. Sure, so you can get drunk all you want, and you're eating you're eating the booze. On top of that, because of the power outage, it affected the water purification system for the entire city of Austin. And so the hotel's like, "Yo, you need to boil your water. Don't drink it out of the tap." So it was all bottled water, and they're running out of bottled water. No way to wash your clothes. Everything's closed. There was an IHOP a half a block from our hotel that had fucking lines around it, and you'd have to use the app to order. And not even kidding, you're waiting two and a half hours to get a fucking shit plate of ham and eggs. Like, it was... And that, you knew it was coming okay. back. Here's, it just got cold. Right, I know. That's but here's, all that happened. Here's the thing. That, that, that life-changing, life-altering, just traumatic experience that you just described to the, to the whole world... 
was just because it got cold. Okay, so hold on though. This this is an important point. Okay, Mother Nature. This is how will always always win. win. But here's the thing. We were traveling. Yeah. Legit. We just mm-hmm. it was, we're a victim of circumstance in that point. There was no way for us to be fucking prepared. No, no, no. How do I okay. be prepared for that? Like no, I'm going me, to out of town. I'm supposed to bring fucking case of water with me and shit. Like let me let me, let me put this in your pipe. And smoke it. I was in Cabo. Okay. A little bit ago with my buddy Rob. And I got my little fanny pack thing going on and right. And I open it up. Because you're a like, real man. He's like, yo, it. yo, Manny pack, whatever you want to call it. He's like, yo, like, open it up. He's like, what are you, you aren't kidding. I said, what do you mean you're not kidding? He's like, you legit have a sat phone in there. I was like, yeah, I have a sat phone with me 24 seven. He was like, oh shit. Like, I kind of thought you were just blowing smoke about that. And I said, no, I have a sat phone and my wife has a sat phone 24 seven, 365. I said, we're driving down the road in Cabo, in Mexico. And I said, if the cell towers went down right now, if the data went down, what would you do? Just think about the one scenario. Yeah, You're yeah. traveling in Mexico. We're fine. We're eating tacos. We got the freaking you know, mariachis that? bands, the whole fucking thing. You can play mariachi band right here now. <laughs> I said, dude, I want you to think about this for a second. Like, your idea, our idea... Is that, well, I'll just get on and I'll text the family at home and make sure everything's cool. Not possible. Well, shit, I'll just make sure that I get online and I get another night stay at my hotel. Not possible. I'll just call an Uber or call for food or I'll call my friend or I'll radio here or I'll get online or I'll buy. Not possible. Like, literally think if you're in Mexico and the cell phones go out. Just cell towers, bro. Just cell towers. How do you get your I'm co- not even talking about cocaine, biblical dude. level shit. I'm not talking about an EM. I'm not like some conspiracy theorist. Like if some EMP goes off and some fucking the aliens come down. I'm just talking about your fucking cell phone, man. We have become so accustomed to this fat and happy, easy world that we're living in that we don't yeah. even think that way. Yeah. And this is where I've started thinking about this way over the last couple of years. And I'm looking at Rob. I'm like, if the cell towers went down, what would this fucking thing be worth? Because I can communicate with my family. I can communicate with my little tribe. So my posse, yeah, my little posse, I've got about a half a dozen sat phone numbers inside of my sat phone. Okay. That's my posse. Okay. You see what I'm saying? I see it, so yeah. when the cells go down, guess what happens to us? We're like, power up. Where are you at? Send the jet. Got the deal. Here's where I am. Where are you? We good to go? Cool. Like most people don't even think that way. So when you say, are you prepared? I have a sat phone on me 24-7, 365. Wherever I am in the world, wherever I'm traveling, whatever's going on, I have a sat phone on me. That's Why? Good, dude. Because if the, te- if the cells went down and I'm in a different country, if I'm just in a different state, if I'm just on the other side of town, how do you communicate with your family? How do you communicate with your loved ones? What's your plan? And a lot of people have been talking shit on me and like, oh, dude, you've been saying the same thing. But like, if you're literally listening to what I'm talking about right now, like it gets, it got cold in Texas and people got fucked, bro. Did they weren't ready at all? They weren't ready at all. Yeah. And now everybody's excuse to me was, well, dude, it's Texas. It never gets fucking cold. That's the entire point of being prepared. When you get on an airplane, you don't plan on it crashing. But the reality is most people are just banging away on the phone. They don't even know where the exit is. Most people don't have a plan that if their car broke down on the side of the road, they don't have any type of survival shit. They don't have any water on them. They don't have fucking matches on them. I got a fucking lighter on me 24-7. Not because I, well, because I like to smoke cigars and I like having, but you break it down to the simplest form of fucking survival. You're someplace cold. 
I at least got a spark and I can fucking burn a shirt. I can burn a thing. I can burn some weeds. I can burn something to stay warm, to stay alive. Like those life straws. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. They cost you 15 fucking dollars. This is turning into a prepper show. Prepping with uh, Sean and Bryce. New, this would be a good show. We charge people for it, right? Life straw. Those life straws call you, cost you 15 fucking dollars. Bro, I have them in every bag. I have them in every suitcase, the everywhere. Like filter the little teeny straw. You can put it into a puddle of mud and drink it, and it purifies the water. Okay. There, You get them at Cabela's. You can get them at Shields. Yeah, he just pulled them up right there. How much is mm-hmm. that for a pack of five? You're like Jamie. Your name's not Jamie, but we're going to call you Jamie. $65 for Six, five of them. Okay, so what's one of them? Just go pull up Life Straw. They're like... It's eighteen. It's seventeen ninety five. Seventeen ninety five for a fucking Life Straw. That Life Straw, you could literally put in the fucking toilet and drink out of, and it gives you purified, clean drinking water. Can you just put it in the hole of your dick and... I like, don't know. You can try it. Super, what do they call it? Super cycling at that point? I don't point? fucking know. Self-sustaining yeah. water? I, I, I kind of figured you would turn this conversation is some sort of dick joke. Well, no, that's a real question, bro. Like, could you, I don't know. I've never tried it. But what I do know is that I got a fucking life straw with me. That's a good idea, dude. I got a life straw in in all my bags. I got them in all my cars. I got them on my boat. I got them in my fucking four wheelers. Okay. I'm that's rolling good, around, and all of a sudden my four wheeler so breaks no, but that's, down. That's like this since is the this kind is of the prepper shit, show. Like that's a great yeah, idea. But listen, this is the kind of shit that people aren't talking about. This is what boggles my mind. Truly, like breaking this all down. Yeah, we like nice Jordans and cool shit and whatever, whatever. But the truth of the matter is, people don't even know how to fucking survive, man. The average kid nowadays. He gets a flat tire on the side of the road and he calls his dad for help. He calls AAA for help. This motherfucker doesn't even know how to change a tire. Most kids don't even know how to make a fire. You bring the average fucking millennial up into the woods and he's got no cell phone. He has a panic attack. I told you it's a game show. He freaks the fuck out, right? You got to get the kid therapy because he can't fucking, he can't be on TikTok for more than five minutes. That's a problem. Tell him to go make a fucking fire. You know what I'm saying? See, we could hack the system and say, go to fire TikTok and learn how to make fires on. Yeah. I just, I, I share a lot of this stuff and I talk about it because it's like, at the end of the day, like if I really wanted to fuck with people, if I was really bad, if I was really evil and wanted to fuck with people, all I would do is just take out the power. And I, you would watch literally Mad Max happen. You would watch mm-hmm. people cannibalize themselves. You would literally Now I got to figure out who my posse is. You dude. would have anarchy. I'm being serious about that. I know you like, are. I, I'm I, fucking I bought, thinking about it too. I started thinking about this I don't shit. know if I, I have five like, friends, man. I was like, dude, what would happen literally if the cell phones went down and I got to some buddies that are very, very, very into prepping. And these conversations are what's funny is people like me and this conversation is made out to be like, burr, whatever you'll skirt over it. Nobody will give a shit. Right. But guess what happened in Texas Don't when it got cold? It. This is my, it, it, it got, it, it was, it was yeah. very, very, very interesting to watch what happened yeah, to the Texans, to the badass Texans when they just didn't have power. And it got cold. They didn't have water. They were drinking snow. They didn't know what the fuck to do with snow. They were collecting snow in pots, trying to figure out how to drink water. This is a dude who was just driving his fucking Tesla the other day, going to his job, wearing his Rolex, doing his thing, and now all of a sudden he's trying to drink well, water out of a Every time you see like a futuristic, futuristic movie where like they have an issue with some sort of computers or AI or shit, the main like the main character always like Rides an old school motorcycle or a car that's got gas, internal combustion instead of the electric shit. Mm-hmm. Dude, it, it's a it's an interesting time. There was a there was a did you see the thing about the AI the other day? And this has happened a number of times. It was Which like one? the AI I, got I, really I read a lot smart of shit about the AI. Started rewriting and started speaking its own language and Google yeah. it. And it, that's of course what we heard. 
This is the story that we heard. Whether it was true or not, even if it was a fictitious story, still fucking really alarming. Terrifying, yeah. Really alarming. We've all watched the movies, right? We've seen Terminator. We grew up with Terminator. The old school Terminator shit, right? Right. But I started thinking about that, and I'm like, if, if something really happened like that, like technology got away from us. Like, guys, we're... We're operating on cell phones. Dude, we're already we're, we're cyborgs. Talking, we're talking into these microphones. This is as a archaic as you could fucking get compared to what's really out there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Compared to what these these think tanks and these companies are really fucking doing, yep. right? I yep. mean, this is some wild shit. This is archaic. You really think about that for a second. If all of a sudden it got wild, something got away from you, right? You're this smart dude who creates this thing, and all of a sudden it gets off into... And it starts replicating. And the only way to fucking stop it is to like pull the plug, shut the power down, whatever, whatever. There are a lot of scenarios that this could become viable, that this could become reality. Well, dude, when a guy like Elon Musk is scared to fucking death of AI, that should tell you something. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he's named his kids these like weird. It's like algorithms and shit. Yeah. Like he has a smart dude. If you think that that he he shoots rockets up into space. Dude, I remember I had I had a super interesting conversation. So you you, of course, know Tyler Harris. Yeah. And you remember his old uh, video guy, TJ? Yeah. yeah. So I'm TJ's developed, an interesting guy. He's a fucking great guy. Yeah. And he's he's off the grid. Like, he's legit off the grid. Like, he has a fund that, like, anyway. Uh-huh. But we were talking about this. This was years ago. Um, him and I and uh, some of his friends were involved in this project where we were taking. So I don't know if a lot of people know this, but, like, the main personality tests, like Myers-Briggs mm-hmm. and the Big Five Aspects Scale, these are they're all in public domain. So you can actually get the test and like dissect how they're measuring what answer equals whatever so that they can say, you know, you're a high red or whatever the fuck, right? So him and this group of dudes, like it was another friend of his from Johns Hopkins and some woman from Harvard and like smart fucking people, right? Well, they were, they wanted to create this test that didn't have any holes in it. So they had taken these five major ones and they had rewritten some of the code there and they had they, the test that they had actually created was called code. It was like the comprehensive um, operating designs, some fucking mm-hmm. acronym, right? But and it was a great test. It was like 600 questions and like it showed you so much about yourself. But here's the funny part. When we got into it, their fucking motivation, like they legit thought and still think. So the, the concept of the singularity is the moment when computer processing is greater than the human brain Mm -hmm. and what that means for consciousness by computers and all that shit. Right. Well, they were like, bro, the purpose of us creating this test is because AI will win unless humanity raises itself. And so we have to give AI something to want to play with. So we, 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 we've got to have it. You know, I know him, right? Of course. And so you're here, you know, he's, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So he's like, and I'm like, so wait, wait, so let me get this right. So you're saying, AI is going to fucking kill us. We're going to be the batteries so we're in the matrix. Distract it for a second. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be the batteries in the matrix unless we give AI something to scratch its head at and go. Maybe we could like partner with you guys. Is that what you're saying? Like we become elevated in humanity? He's like, that's exactly right. And I'm like, that's a fucking tall order, bro. You're like, dude, I'll take the test. Give it to me. Let's yeah, do it. Let's do it. Well, the funny part about the test was that the way that they looked at it is that like you you'd have your answers, and it was. It was kind of childish in a way, but it worked. They were like, so let's make you into the, you know, superhero version of yourself. So here's the baseline of where you're at with all this shit. a lot of, like, neuro-linguistic shit they had woven in there, trying to, like, figure out how to manipulate your brain. Well, no, 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 not so much. No, no, this was manipulated in a bad way, but, like. 
Not even that. They're just trying to find out where you're at. And then once they know where you're at, they say, okay, so in this part, you, as an example, you know, you don't have a lot of openness to new experiences. These are some things you can do that'll elevate that for you. Here you're, you know, you're really, really, you lack conscientious thinking. These are some things you can do to increase your conscience. So you're elevating yourself as a human so that you can be the perfect cyborg, I guess, for AI. Hey, I get that Sean guy. I'm the AI sitting there choosing the humans they're going to fucking merge with. It's it's a freaking wild thought process. I love going down the rabbit hole on some of this stuff because it's like. Well, it's okay. Fun. So I, I got really, what? I got really, really high the other night and I was thinking about this, dude. Like there's an interesting fear that we have to AI that I don't know from a bigger scale if I care right. because we don't know our own origins really. Like we believe in the idea of God mm-hmm. and there's like the whole like Prometheus theorem and where it's like, there's some other planet and DNA here. And the whole Adam and Eve thing was like the, this sort of zygote creation of what ended up being the human race. So how is that any different really conceptually than the, uh, the idea of us being the God of AI? Okay. Now, now, now that you decided to open up that box, break what you're saying down into just layman's terms for everybody today. We get so wrapped up in somebody else's reality and somebody else's consciousness that we completely fucking forget our own. Yeah, right. Like, we literally are so consumed with trying to figure out the government and the things and save America and, and uh, that we literally become broke, miserable. So it boils down to the singular reality of I, I only have control over one thing, and yeah. it's me. Yep. Which is why I continue to say, like, we could, I love going down the rabbit hole and all this shit. Because it's like the what ifs, right? Right. This is why I love the conversation around uh, around religion. Because I believe in God. And people are like, dude, prove that he's real. And I'm like, prove he's not. Prove he's not. Like, well, shit, neither of us can, so where does that leave us? I had a great conversation. What do you know? What do you, I don't know. You know what I mean? But what I do know, and what I continue to go back to, and the older I get, the more this becomes real for me, is I have control over one thing and one thing alone is me. That's it. Like, I can't control. You could raise taxes, do 100. You could, uh, the government could, whatever. It, it, I have no control over any of that. So I look at it as that, you know, you talk AI and where are we going and this. You will literally have, and this is in, in many, many, many books, you'll have the haves and the have-nots. Mm-hmm. And the haves will be the people that will always continue to thrive. They'll always continue to win generation after generation after generation. And it's not just because you're passing along resources and money. You're, you're passing along the knowledge base. How to get resources. Of how to, and it's right. the, the old saying, like, it doesn't matter how many resources you have. How resourceful. It matters how resourceful you are. Right. And so I look at it as I like, I love that my kids get involved in video games and get involved in, you know, the looking at things in the world and asking questions and experiencing shit because I get to be that true north and bring them, I bring them back to what matters. Right. And so, like, we're, we're in this conversation of we're afraid of AI, and there's people that spend their entire life trying to prove that this is bad and this is wrong. And this, and meanwhile, you and your home fucking just deteriorate into nothing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, for me, it's like, what's the only thing that I can do to make a dent in the universe? Is just create the, the greatest version of me. Learn to fight. Yeah. That's it. Like, I want to know that, that I know that there are people out there that would kick my ass but I know that there's a lot of asses that I could kick. And so long as I continue to sharpen my sword, I want to always be an asset, not a liability. And right now, this is the division. In my, in what I'm seeing, you're seeing a, a radical division of human beings, of people, and, and yeah. it, it is the people that are assets who truly, like, power goes out. I got a cell phone. Do you got a cell phone? Or 
liabilities. And the liabilities would be the people that have no skill set, yep. no knowledge base, have asked no questions, and have literally been led like a sheep to the slaughter. Yeah. And that is the truth of, of this mortal existence that we have. Whether there's fucking robots, whether there's... I don't fucking know. I'd <laughs> love to have the... Trust me, every time I go to my ranch, I do my alien dance. I'm like, yo... Come down, please. <laughs> I, this is a safe space. It's it's fenced off. Come down. Let's have a chat. Show, you know, I'll put my phone away. I won't even tell the world about it. Who knows? You're praying the to the alien there. gods to come down? That's Bro, dope, we dude. haven't found, we, human beings, haven't found the edge of the universe or the bottom of the ocean yet. Yeah. We continue to discover a deeper and deeper, deeper place in the ocean. It's true. We man. haven't found the bottom of the fucking ocean yet. Yet we think we're so fucking smart. We think that we're this superior race and the superior culture and the superior... The truth is, if the power went out, 80% of the global population would be dead. Guess what ha would happen to the animal kingdom? They would they'd thrive. Do. Oh, yeah, they'd be fine. Yeah. The fucking animals would thrive, bro. We're the one... Like, if, if human beings just started to disappear, do you think the orangutans and the baboons and the elephants would give a fuck? They'd be like, oh, cool. Those assholes are gone. I'm going to go fucking hang out in their house now. It's true. I just want to see it's a true. gorilla sit on my couch. That'd be dude, dope, have, dude. have at it. Fucking shoot, shoot my guns. I mean, we've seen, what is it, at War of the Worlds? No, Planet of the Apes. Those motherfuckers took over. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it, it, in all seriousness, like, I don't care if you're black, you're white, you're gay, you're straight, you're rich, poor right now. This is the reality of human existence. It is the human experience that we're having on this rock. It's literally flying through it's the cosmos. Convertible planet. At yeah. an extreme speed spinning around and somehow we're sitting here drinking our drinks wearing our fucking bougie shoes having this conversation right yeah it's a fucking fascinating it. experience it's a fascinating experience well there's so many other great experiences a part of that i think that's a balancing act too where it's like you could spend all day being a prepper and shit and then you have a soulless life that's not fun totally. but you can do things that fill you up while having foundationally what you need yeah and I think that's I think that's where most people get lost in is it like they get overwhelmed in the reality of what it would take for them to get their house in order instead mm -hmm. of just taking a bite at well, a time. I don't even know what that means. I most people it would it would blow you away how many people when I post like get your house in order just simply say that. They go, "What do you mean, dude? What does that mean? I don't even know what that means." It's the same people that come up to me. They go, "You know, your shirt. What is that? Lion's not sheep. What does that mean?" And I'm like, "What do you think it means to be a lion, not a sheep?" And I'm like. Fucking A, dude. And you're like, oh, that, that was simple. I, I thought it was something different. I thought it was something bigger. I'm like, nope, yeah. it's exactly what it means, yeah. right? We, we create a lot of complexity and a lot of craziness. It's very, very, very unnecessary. Yeah. It's totally unnecessary because the truth of the matter is the government's going to do what the government's going to do. We're going to do what we're going to do. But I will say that, like, if anything was to change, just read a history book. Read a history book. You'll have a collective of people that are the haves and a collective of people that are the have-nots. And yeah. we right now, you, me, everybody listening, has a choice of which of those groups you want to be in. I think to, and you talk a lot about the, you know, that Lions Not Sheep is going to be a billion-dollar company at some point, and you've, you've been very audacious in your goals being public about it. And I find it to be, well... Not to suck your dick, but it's it's awesome for this reason. I remember hearing. Um, do you know who the investor Chris Saka is? Mm -mm. He uh, he runs Lowercase Capital, which is a massive firm. He was one of the main like first stage investors in Twitter and Instagram. Mm. He's worth ten billion dollars, and he's barely forty years old. But he used to say, 
when it comes to disruptive technologies and investing, he's looking for somebody that's like looking, he's like, why not try to hundred X what you're doing mm -hmm. instead of 10? He's like, sure. you know how much competition you have at 10 X sure. at hundred X? Nobody's in that realm. Think that way. That's exactly. And right. it's like, Oh, okay. It's like, so when you think about solving the problems of the world or just even solving the fucking problems of your own life, hundred exit, not 10, totally. go, go nuclear. hundred percent. I fucking love that idea. It's it. it it's the same thing Donald Trump says. If you're going to dream, you might as well dream big. Yeah. If I'm going to spend time setting a goal, building a company, like, I don't want to be a million-dollar company. I want to be a billion-dollar company. Yeah. Well, Sean, uh, that's crazy. That's outrageous. Well, yeah. the guy what, who says that that's crazy, he has nothing. You know what I'm saying? Right. But the billionaire was like, yeah, I did the same thing. And here we are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So it's, it's, it's the I, – I think – I don't know what the hell the AI even is, right? I get freaking seasick when I put on fucking the Oculus shit. What is that? The AI or whatever it is. The, That's uh, AR. AR. Ar yeah. What is it? Artific Artificial reality. Augmented reality. Whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. I can't do that shit. We went to the arcade the other day to Dave and Buster's, and then we rode the Jurassic Park ride, yeah. and you shoot the fucking dinosaurs, and I was the, had that on, and my kids were all there, and I'm three minutes into this ride, I'm taking it off, and I'm like, I feel like I'm a fucking puke, right? I'm like, this is not for me. I don't know what the hell this shit is, right? But I look at it, and it's like, I have a moment on this rock. I don't know why. I don't know exactly what it is. I can't prove to you, God, but I'm sure as fuck not going to spend the rest of my life trying to argue with motherfuckers about it. Yeah. I know what I know. I believe what I believe. Yeah. If you like it, great. If you don't like it, great. I really don't give a fuck. I truly, truly don't care. Yeah. It has your belief or non-belief, like of me, not like of me. It has nothing to do with my existence on this rock. And so I look at it from the perspective of if everybody started thinking that way, and whether you believe it or not, whether you're a Republican, a Democrat, black, white, gay, straight, everybody's screaming to be loved and accepted and my way, my way. No, I don't need While it. being unwilling to forgive yeah, others. I don't give a shit about your way. Yeah. I don't care if you believe that you're a tree. It has nothing to do with me. Want to be a tree? Go be a fucking tree. I really don't care. You know what I'm saying? But every single person has the same opportunity if you woke up. We all have cell phones. We all have technology. We all have data. We all have information, right? Some dude in the fucking ghetto whose mom and dad are both junkies, who's chilling with a fucking iPhone, checking ESPN, looking at the sports scores, whatever. He has the exact same equal playing field of technology advancement and information opportunity as me. Now, is his mindset the same place? No, but my mindset wasn't the same place. I didn't grow up with any of this shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I love about the conversation around lions of sheep. That's what I love about like the movement that we have is it's like, I don't need you to think the way I think or, or even encourage you to, I want you to think for yourself. Like I want you to ask questions. Like even this conversation, like Rob, my buddy, Rob Bailey, he's, he's does very well. I don't know if he would consider himself wealthy or not. What does wealthy even mean? Right? right. He has his own airplane. I look at like levels of the game. Once you get your own airplane, you're in, you're in the you top do, one percentile, you're okay. right? You're doing good. He's yeah. got his own fucking airplane, right? But even that that conversation around the simplicity simplicity of communication, you could tell. I was like, he was like, "Fuck, I, I didn't even think think about that." Right? Yeah. That's my goal. That's what I'm having a lot of fun with right now in life is really just breaking everything down to the simplest form, right? And it's hard to do for a lot of people because we're programmed to be in this matrix. We're programmed to be in this game. We're programmed to like certain things, hate certain things, appreciate certain things, agree with certain things, 
not agree with certain things. Well, there's, and it's a fascinating yep. experience, right? When you there, really, really, really get comfortable with who the fuck you are. There's you know an, what I mean? There's an additional level to that that I think is important because words matter here. Mm-hmm. Like, So I heard you say we are programmed to, and then you said a bunch of things. The irony of that is that we're programmed for a lot more than that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of how we handle money as a program, how we handle relationships, totally. how we show up in relationship, how we show up for ourselves, our physical health. Like so much about what our results are on a day-to-day basis is a culmination of literally mindless stuff that mm-hmm. is happening below the surface. And obviously we have to be in a position with our, our, our conscious and our subconscious mind have to be on the same team. The, the crew and the captain, they've got to be on point. Because if you have your subconscious mind that's fucking with you and you're doing all the declarations and saying the rah-rah and you're writing out what you want and everything and your subconscious mind is going, first of all, you're a fucking liar. You don't ever do anything you say. That's not, you will never have result that you want. But the beautiful part about how to pair those two things together, and this is something that goes along with, you know, Lion's Den Live and everything with the Lion's Den and the whole mantra of Lion's Not Sheep is that it requires action. Like, so when you, when you arrive at the point of understanding what you need and what you want versus, and, and you juxtapose that against what you don't have and you don't take action, what actually will happen to you is you will feel shittier about mm-hmm. your situation. You will feel less than you did before and you will have less trust for your own self. And that, I think, is a lot of where we're at. I don't think it's very difficult for people to realize, oh, I want something different. But then they don't do the work to actually go try to get or even try. They don't even fucking put themselves in a little bit of motion. And then when they see somebody else that is, they resent them because they they're looking inward and projecting this hatred to them outwardly. It's that to me is what's fascinating Mm -hmm. is when you see like these guys that just get so worked up about the dumbest shit or they 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 like our, our, our bike riding buddy that says nobody needs a yacht. The fuck off, man. Oh, you're a bike ride. And I was like, like the idea that yachts are bad. Yeah. There's so many levels of that conversation. That's stupid, but but I don't don't bring that up for the political side of it, but I bring it up. It's more like, no, no, yachts are good because they give you something to want. And that that power of like desire to put you in motion is what changes civilization. Technology is built on. What if we could do this different? Right. Well, most majority of people are, I think a majority of people are good people. Sure. Majority of yeah. people, and and whether you're Republican, a Democrat, black, white, like you want a safe home to sleep in. You want something better for your kids than you had. You want safety. You want food. Yep. You know. You want peace of mind. You want security. Everybody wants kind of the same thing. But we're we're we go to the programming. There isn't a single person listening to this that picked their own name. Fact, yeah. You didn't pick your name. You didn't pick your name. Well, somebody could pick their name after the fact, but the original name? I'm talking about when you were a kid, you were called Sally, you were called Tiffany, you were called Alex, you were called Bryce, you were called Sean. And that is what you became. That's what you became. Recognized by, yeah. You know. You didn't pick the language that you speak. You didn't come out of the womb going, I'll take French, uh, German. English, mom, English, dad, I want English. You really break it, go all the way back to the origin, to the beginning. We are we are supercomputers yeah. that have been programmed and have layer upon layer upon layer of programming, right? 
yeah, but dude, I did ayahuasca once, and I'm totally better now, and I'm a, a mariah, and I'm whatever. <laughs> no, motherfucker. All you did is showed up to the fucking door yeah. of the mansion that has an infinite amount of rooms, right? Right. right. When you, you, you start, and again, I don't, look, I was born and raised in a single, I, I, two parents that worked, grew up in a single parent home, my parents divorced, there's no silver spoon, my parents aren't hippies, they weren't like doing drugs, you know, I, I don't have some special thing that helped me start thinking this way or looking at things this way or, Sean, what did you do? How did you do? This has literally been my evolution as this 43-year-old speck of dust on this giant fucking rock. Right. I just started looking at things different. I started asking deeper questions, right? And guess what? I have kids, I have bills, I got dogs that shit on the floor, I have to put food on the table just like anybody else. Like there's not, you know what I'm saying? I get that a lot. Like people think that somehow I had this cataclysmic moment where all of a sudden like God showed up or somebody made it easy and handed me $10 billion and whatever. No, it's like I started looking at things differently. I started yeah. asking different questions. I started asking why more, you know? Yeah. But if you think about that single question, why? Go back to when you were a kid. You ask your parents why. Would they? Well, because I'm the adult and you're not. Yeah, yeah. Shut the fuck up. Right, just do as you're told. And so we stop asking these questions. We stop asking questions, period, as young little children, because we're told this is the way it is, this is what it is, this is right, this is wrong, this is good, this is bad. Right? Yeah. And, and I started looking at, as I got older, I was like, I, I don't know that I've ever even really like gone on a journey to figure out who God is. I believed what I believed because this is what mom and dad told me. This is what the church told me. Here's what the bishop told me. Here's what the father and the priest told me. Like, right. I'd never really even, like, gone and started talking to God before. I prayed, our father, who art in heaven, yada, 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 the whole thing. And, and I know this might sound really odd to some people, but it's the same thing with money, right? I didn't grow up with money. Neither my parents. My, both my parents worked. I watched my mom and dad get divorced, and my mom, like, worked two fucking jobs. We never had money. I don't have really anybody in my family that's wealthy at all. I have hardly any family, period. So I didn't have that polarity, but I started looking at things differently. Like, why can't I be wealthy? Like, what, what does that mean? Like, what's the mental construct of money, right? I was born, I have a lot of those levels of scarcity, right? Oh, man, what ifs, the what ifs, the what ifs. And you start, I'm sharing this for a reason, because we can talk about politics and sat phones and survival and power going out and all this other shit. All hilarious but things, by the way. Very, very funny. Right. We could do shows on all of them, and it'd be funny. We could be serious. We could do a prepping show. Right. We can do a comedy show. We can make fun of the purple hairs, the whole fucking thing, right? I mean, who knows? Maybe they're fucking aliens. Maybe they're, like, what, I think, floating I think, around in I the spaceships. I don't know. Yeah. But, like, to add some value to this conversation <laughs> <laughs> above just our egos talking incessantly about who the fuck knows what... Like, really think about that for a second. I don't care who you are, where you are. I mean, you and I talk about this a lot, like, off air and just as friends. Like, yeah. really diving in down the rabbit hole. And it's not just about getting stoned and getting high and, like, oh, dude, I'm going to pontificate and try and sound smart. And I'm going to listen to Joe Rogan and, and Jordan Peterson. But if you really, like, dig deeper and, and look at your own existence on this rock, you're here for a reason. Yeah. I don't know what it is. You might not know what it is. Who the fuck knows why, Right. There's one reality is that you're here, right here, right now, in this movie, whether you're living a nightmare, whether you're living a fucking fairy tale, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You woke up and you have an opportunity. You have an option today. And at some point in time, we're not going to have that option. Some point in time, it's going to be like, okay, you're done. You're off the team. You're dead. See ya. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now you get to move to the next level of the game. But that's what's really driving me and driving Lions Not Sheep and driving this conversation is it's like, 
there's so much that I don't know that it excites me. And I think that's the polarity in, in, that I see with people right now is if they don't know, they, they live in a place of fear and panic versus a place of excitement. Right. It's kind of like the war around religion and around God. And, and no, 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 this is the book. This is the only book. This is the only thing. That, and it's like, that's such a limiting reality. Well, it's based in fear as well. And, and, and that's where most people are. When they go into fear, it's like they shut everything down. They ask no more questions where, you know, my challenge to people is to explore, to, to truly explore, to ask better questions, to ask more questions. Why do I think this way? Why do I have this limiting belief around money? And you hear all these terms in the hippy-dippy guru space, like your limiting beliefs, and we're going to manifest this shit. You said something really important. Oh, you got you to work. You do something. You got to fucking do something about it. You're not just going to sit in your, in your house and manifest a million dollars, but keep being a fat lard of shit that does nothing, right? You have to actually go do something. <laughs> but that's what's cool is like I chose to go all the way back to the beginning of like my existence and just start looking at things differently. Like, okay, my dad was this way. My mom was this way. This was this way, right? Like case in point, there's a lot of people that have daddy issues. There's a lot of people that have family issues. There's a lot of people that have trauma, right? These are all keywords and Buzz punch words, words and, and buds words and whatever you want to call yeah. it. But I'll give you an example, right? My dad, he was raised by an alcoholic father. I never met my grandpa. According to my dad, he used to beat the shit out of my dad and my grandma, right? He was just this drunk New York Irishman, whatever, whatever. So my dad was an alcoholic growing up. And I share this for a very specific reason because a lot of people think, well, what does this have to do with money? What does this have to do with anything? This has everything to do with it. This has everything to do, like, you want to talk about wealth? I'll bring you all the way back to the beginning and talk to you about why you don't have wealth, why you don't have money, why you don't have the fucking personal freedom that you want. I looked at my dad, for an example, because I grew up in an alcoholic home. I was like, he should know better. He's, he, he was a bad dad, right? He was abusive. He was this. He was drunk. My dad took off when I was a teenager. His dad took off, right? And I spent a lot of years, like, really mad at my dad. And this is that mindset reality that we're talking about. This is the programming. I was programmed that this guy was just a dick. He was always going to be a dick. And the programming in my mind was like, this is who this guy was. And I'd always have a chip on my shoulder and I would always carry that. And I would, chances are I'd probably be like that as a dad, right? And one day I, I started looking at it, thinking to myself, my dad didn't know any different. My dad, and, and this isn't like we're turning this from a prepper show into a fucking family show, right? You got the family counseling office downstairs. We can go out, bring up, bring the specialists up. Um, but I started looking at it thinking like, well, shit, my dad didn't know any better. Now my ego ma mind now is going, well, yeah, you should have. You should have known. You should have known. How, though? Exactly. Yeah. And this is what translates to anybody listening to this right now. Like, you don't know what you don't know. Most people look at that as a negative. They look at it as this, like, I'm not as far along. I'm not, I'm not here. I'm not as advanced. Sean seems to have these magic books that he reads or these magic fucking pills that he takes or something like that. No, not at all. Not true. It's this evolutionary process of knowledge and expansion. And, and you, you know, I look at case in point, like with my dad, I've rewritten every story in my life yeah. around money. Yep. And I started realizing well, my dad didn't know any better. And I shifted everything from this anger and frustration to like, holy shit, he did the best that he knew how with the knowledge and the information that he had. And I started looking at myself like I don't have information about wealth. I don't have rich people around me. 
I don't have rich people helping me, rich people serving me. So instead of being mad about it and angry about it and bitter at it and blaming mom, blaming dad, I started going, okay, well, that's the case. Then what do I have to do to get more knowledge? And I just started exploring, asking more questions. It's the same thing with fitness. Both of my parents, overweight, neither of them's in shape. Genetics, right? You're big boned. No, you're not big boned. It doesn't matter if your mom and dad are fat. I'm fucking in the best shape I've ever been in 43 years old because I just stepped back and started asking different questions. Relationships are always the same. I could go on and on and on with this. And I'm sharing this for a reason because we talk a lot about fun shit and crazy shit and I think applies to a lot of people. But deeper than that, like we're both on a quest for something bigger. Yep. And I think that's what this we talk about programming is you can install new programming anytime you want. Yep. You can bring in any new piece of information into your database, into your mind anytime you want. And it's a choice. You know, the difference between our minds though and a computer is I can hit a button on a computer and wipe everything out and it just deletes it. And it doesn't remember anything that was there and I can install something new where our brains are different. Our brains are the ultimate supercomputer. You can't just delete a bad memory or a bad thing out of there. What it takes is an incredible amount of work to put a new operating system in here. Well, as well, what it takes is, I think that, because I've had this conversation with myself a lot about what's the order Mm -hmm. that's most efficient in order to change yourself, to not change, because change comes with, all sorts of baggage, but like to transform yourself, you know, the whole like into the butterfly from the fucking, uh, you know, caterpillar thing. And one of the things that I've noticed as I've looked at the lives of people that I really admire and am curious about is that they all have a sense of curiosity over a sense of judgment. Mm-hmm. So they will, instead of judging something to be A, B, or C, they will ask, well, why is it? And, I started doing this thing where I started looking at my own behaviors in that way, where it's like I would find myself doing some either some really, you know, bad shit that doesn't help me or a bad habit that was fucking me over or whatever. And I'm like, why? What is, what is the actual mm-hmm. motivation, Bryce? And, and again, it's very important to come at it from a space without judgment. It's like, let's just look at your behaviors as math, okay? Mm-hmm. You're doing something that does not serve you. If you don't have a ton of money, if you have bad health, if you have shit relationships, there is something there that is amiss. Okay, so instead of being like, well, this bitch this or this fucking the market, what? like, well, why? Look at it with a critical eye out of curiosity's sake. That, that, that piece of curiosity, I think it can heal a lot of ills because it changes relationships. Mm-hmm. It changes the course of your success. It changes your bot. Like everything that you've just shared, if you were to really analyze, it comes from a place of curiosity. It's like, totally. well, my dad should have known. Well, why should he have known? The why should he have known yeah. or how? That's a curious question. Okay. It's like, well, why? Well, oh, well, I guess he wouldn't have known. There was nothing in his purview that said, yo, this ain't the move. Right. So same with us. So if like, <laughs> anytime I get high, and I hate prefacing like, fun shit that way because I don't want it to discredit what I'm saying, but there, there's that constant reminder of how life is just math. It's all math. It's a life in every result is basically the equation. If this, then that mm-hmm. it's an algorithm. Everything about our lives is an algorithm. It's mathematical. And so, okay, so if that's the fucking case, what's the algorithm for making a bunch of money today? What's the algorithm of totally transforming the relationship I have with my spouse? And if it's not able to be transformed, what's the algorithm to change it so that I'm no longer burdened by it? Like, 
people aren't willing to ask those fucking questions right. and there's nothing wrong with asking questions that's the crazy part for me like you don't betray your tribe by asking different questions you don't there's nothing help unloyal or unfaithful about it it's more like it's actually risky and unfaithful to not ask right. those questions well and, and there's probably a ton of people listening they're like what the fuck are you guys been talking about like, no, they're all into it, dude. Like the whole point. Lot, like the, I think a lot of people are, but there's a lot of people like, well, math. I don't get that. Like I get that. I understand what, exactly what you're saying because I've gone down that rabbit hole. And you well, know, that's why I use the I, if I this have, then that. Like right. that's something you can understand. Right. If this then if, that. When you when you really like when you think about for me personally, I try and go like where did I kind of get on this train? Like where did I really start to like understand this? And I and I realized that years ago, no matter what I do no matter where I go I'm going to be judged and I've shared this a thousand times I've shared this from stage I wrote this in my book the whole thing you know no matter what you say no matter what you do you're going to be judged right if you're fat it's because you're a lazy piece of crap or reason to say you're a lazy piece of crap if you're ripped uh you're just taking steroids and you're whatever whatever cool right which as a side note if steroids actually got you ripped that same line that they had around IHOP, there'd be a line around wherever the fuck they were giving out those oh, shots, damn and every sure, dude. man would get a needle. As a guy in that his puts ass, a needle right? in my ass, it doesn't change it, nothing. If really, you're, if you're you poor, it's because you're undisciplined. Da, right. da, da, da. If you're rich, it's because you're a snake oil salesman and you just you're you're a total scam artist, right? I realized no matter what I said or what I did, somebody's going to judge me for it. Somebody's going to mm -hmm. say something about it, right? But if you really, again, going all the way back, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever status you are in state you're in in life the earliest like nightmare that many of us had as children was like going into class naked right standing in front of the class naked right i think a majority of human beings have had that nightmare at some point in time i'm naked in front of the class everybody's like ha ah, pointing laughing whatever whatever it's cold in here yeah i mean look when you're a little kid you don't really understand dick size and all that stuff anyways right but like if you think about the whole Thank God. the whole thing about being scared, like I broke everything down to that singular reality, which is if I'm scared, if, I, if that's the thing that I fear, what would happen if I just got up in front of the class and got naked? Well, then I have no more fear because I did it. Now everybody knows how big or little my dick is. Everybody's seen me naked. Done. Yeah. So the next time I get up, the laughter, if you will, just gets less and less to where they like, oh, no here's more. the Irish it guy. It becomes again. the normal, right? right? But really think about this. Like, of all of the shit that we're talking about, I'm going to I'm gonna really be intrigued to see what you title this podcast. I <laughs> am sub, too, The sub notes. <laughs> I don't even think you need to. Just put a period on there. But really think about that. Like, what's the starting point for a human being? All of this shit, from sat phones to preparation to having a happy family to getting jacked to getting laid to making fucking money to having a happy life to finding about God to connecting with the universe. All of this shit. What's the singular point of like start? Orgasm. No, Bryce. <laughs> it's when you shot out I'm that cannon, bro. Not talking about the DNA start. I'm talking about <laughs> the, those of us that are already that have already had had the the. I was the being nut literal, busted, bro. And here we are, right? Yeah. It's getting naked in front of the class. Right. Like the single barrier. When you let go of that need of anybody. To like no, it's not even appearance. letting go because there's nothing that we're holding on to. It's the single act of just getting naked. Well, I, th I think because there is something to let go because it's like you have to let go of like what you think is on the other side of that. There's the fear. There's right. all of this other stuff. But what are you really holding on to? You're holding on to something that you don't even know. Yeah. Same thing that I was man, holding yeah. on to. This is the testimony that I have about God. Why? Because my mom and dad, and it's like, 
well, I don't even know if, if I believe that. Right. Money, like I have this thought process that my parents are both broken, so I'm supposed to be broken, and this is how it's supposed to be. And you're, you're, you're not even holding on. It's just something in your brain that goes all the way back to yeah. that DNA of programming when we were little kids. So right. what's the single action that I can take, that I can do to rewrite the entire game, to, to literally jump that barrier into curiosity, into wonder, into non-ego, non-judgment, the entire thing, just get naked in front of the class. Like if you, you think about all of the fears that we have and all of the trepidation and all of the stories, just story after story after story, if you just came to the to the class and just got naked out of the gates, then what? Right. Now, well, now so the world literally becomes your oyster. Now yeah. you, you, you become, as you say, curious, excited. You have no fear about walking into this room or that room or this conversation or that conversation or questioning this or going, yo, am I prepared? Am I not prepared? I need more food. I don't have enough food. I have no idea how to make money. I have no idea how to do this. And instead of it being like, oh, ha, 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 it's the same figurative reality. Right. You're an idiot. And then you're going to have people go, oh, shit. You're going to instantly align with the same people that are on that same journey. Yeah. And that's what's dope. Imagine, like, you have a, again, this is today's day and age with the ego. People look at this the wrong way. But imagine you have a classroom of just naked people. There's nothing to laugh at. We're all, we're all sitting in the same thing. We're all completely fucking naked and completely open to that reality. That's, to me, that's the mission that I'm on right now is just getting more and more and more naked and being around people that just have like zero attachment to the ego, to the conversation. Right. And, the, and the truth is, take all of my, you're talking about results, take all the results and tie them into how did I get here? How did I go from being suicidal to where I am now? How did I go from being divorced and single to being married to my best friend? How did I go from being raised in a single parent home with not a lot of money, going through my own bankruptcy, my own whatever, to now having multiple multi-million dollar companies? It's the fact that I just got that's really, nice really flex, comfortable. Yeah, being naked in front of the class. Yeah. Well, and I love that, like, that's the metaphor. The reality of getting naked in front of the class is just, like, being truly open. Yeah. About you, your shit, where you want to go, where you've been. Owning that, like, and I remember uh, actually, um, you know, it it lines in live Garrett's talk mm -hmm. that he gave Garrett J White. Um, it really hit me because, and and you've had that same story we've talked about, like where you you know you almost took your life. You were in the middle mm -hmm. of that full thing. Garrett's um, talk, he he shared that you know just a few short years ago, he said he was a prisoner of his own castle. He'd already achieved all this shit. He had this massive house and this right. incredible business. And, you know, from the outside, the appearance of all this shit, but he just felt like he was, you know, God was trying to get his attention was his story. And he just wasn't willing to bend to the knee was Garrett's words. And that story in itself is his unwillingness. And I'm interpreting it, obviously, to get naked in front of mm -hmm. the class in a way. It's like there, totally. there comes a point where it's like, and I, I found myself in that moment. And there were several moments throughout that where it's like, you know, full disclosure, I've always been, I don't want to say jealous for the, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a negative jealousy. I'll say this. I've always been jealous of guys like you and, and Garrett and other people that I've known that legitimately, and I believe you when you say you have a dialogue with God. That where it's like, I just listen, man. Like I've heard you say it more times. Like mm -hmm. I just sit there and listen. And when the fucking spirit moves or however you describe it, you're just like, I, pull out my phone, I say the thing, I do whatever. And I'm like, I don't have that type of relationship with God. Like, I don't know what that's like. And I used to judge myself against that. And then I started getting curious. Like, well, why? I have inspiration all the time. I have little thoughts that pop up all the time. 
am I just not labeling those as God and that's actually what it is? And because of my uncertainty about it, the difference between being a God or my ego that I'm unwilling to claim either. Like, and I, I went through this whole thing and it was like, the whole point of bringing this up is that like the, there's this, we started off this politics talking about, or this, this, this podcast talking about politics, but there's a, but there's a, a relevant example in politics that nobody owns their shit. Right. Nobody is naked in front of the class. Right. They, they, you know, they have their focus groups and I need the red tie and I can only have another, the certain amount of scuffs on the shoe until they think I'm too bougie. Like everything is calculated. But the flip side of that is just the fucking whipping your dick out. And you're just like, I'm fucking here. I am bro. Like you don't like it. Suck yeah. it. Like I'm out. And the beauty in that is it from a, it's not the effect of what that has outwardly. I think that's the the benefit of the willingness to do that. It's that feeling of fucking freedom at the end of it. You're Dude, like, I, I have. Never, what are you going to come at me with, bro? You know it yeah, all. It's it's already out there. That's, that's one of the reasons that I really. We're not going to get back into politics. That's one of the reasons that Trump was so dangerous in the political space. What are you going to say that he loves tits? Oh, he's a womanizer. Uh, yeah, we already know that. Yeah. Anybody who's been on planet Earth for the last 30 years knows that he's been married multiple times, that he owned Miss America and like loves hot Ted, chicks. your wife's a dog face. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like uh, once you're naked, that's exactly my point. Yeah. Once you're naked, and take that reality for anybody listening to this, that's like all of your things, it's your shit, if you will. Stop hiding it, man. All of it. Like yeah. once you're naked, you're truly free. You're truly, truly, truly free because there is no right or wrong or good or bad. It's just what it is. You know, and I've had my experiences over the last couple of years with, um, you know, you know, plant medicine and different experiences and going into my brain and into my heart to like really understand a lot of this other stuff. And this ain't hippy dippy shit, right? This is real. This is absolutely real. Yeah. And a lot of the stuff that you, you see me talk about on social media and I talk about at Lions of Sheep and Lions Den, like you see it all the time on our coaching calls every single week. And the conversations that we're having, these are the conversations that we're having, right? Because right. it's kind of like, at some point in time, we're going to end up all in the same space, which is dead. We're all going to end up on our deathbed yeah, we at some can't, point. We can't time. escape that. And then what? And you're going to be like, man, did any of those people's opinions actually fucking matter? <laughs> all those people that I was worried about, all the fear that I had, all the whatever, whatever, shit, none of them paid my bills. It, it, what actually mattered? And I think that one of the driving factors in my personal life is is not just, you know, getting naked and being free, but it's like that realization that at some point in time, I'm not going to have the option to ask any more questions. Dude, there's the title, Naked and Free, right there. Naked and Free, you know? But we could talk about, it's the same thing, like, it, it, as the Bible says, if ye are prepared, you shall not fear. Yeah. Well, how, how, what does that look like to you? I'm prepared for whatever. I'm prepared for the cold. I'm prepared for the heat. I'm prepared for the power to go out. For the I'm aliens. I'm prepared for the fucking aliens. I'm yep. prepared for the zombies. I'm prepared for fucking militia to show. I'm prepared for a lot of fucking shit, right? So I'm kind of like, yep. Eh, so do you have like prepared, a, you shall not fear. Do you have like so, a woofoo form we can, I can put in the link of this for like to for, be a part for, of your posse? Like, is there like a list of requirements? $19.97, I'll send you the freaking ebook. Of, how to be a posse member of the Wayne Clan? How to be, how to get all this cool shit. <laughs> Let's uh, let's you wind know. this down, man. We got some current events to talk some shit on, man. Our boy's gonna give us some stuff to wrap up. Current what events. Oh. We're do current events. Is that part of the show? Yeah, it's part of the show. Deal? Okay, cool. It makes me feel special. That's really what it is. Bryce is just okay, Jamie. He's he's very special. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. So what do we got, buddy? Today's actually pink pink flamingo day. Fucking a, dude. Did you know this, Sean? What? It's what pink flamingo day. No. Okay. What yeah. do you mean? Legitimately. Uh, was founded by the Massachusetts mayor in 2007 that J June 23rd is Pink Flamingo Day. What does that mean? Yeah, does it say anything about, like, why? 
No, Google didn't just... tell me that. Like, you know, you log on to Google and it always says like whatever the day is or the yeah. thing, it, they change their logo, whatever. I did not know this. Okay, so it's... Ah. Because in uh, Leominster, Massachusetts was the birthplace of the plastic pink flamingo lawn decoration. And he was the mayor of that city? Yeah, I guess so. So he's like, we need a day? Yeah. Well, apparently There's I days got the They just got a day, dude. I got the memo. Yeah, you did. It was in your heart. Fuck it flamingos have a day. Amazon was prepared day. Yeah, for it. June 23rd. Well, dude, we need our own month, man. Every day. Every day is my day. Sexually speaking, I'm into hot chicks with nice big titties, and so I want a month. I need a whole month for that shit. Can we do that? What are you talking about? If you're a gay dude, you get a whole month. Why can't I get a month? Is your for wife it? listening to this? Of course. Is she over there? No, she's, she's next she's, door. No, but no. If 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 you're a gay dude, you get a month. Like, yeah. If I'm a straight dude with the likes of big titties, I want a month too. I. That's I, my point. I'm married to that to that, so I get that every fucking day. Oh, I, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about what I get every day. I'm talking about the celebration of it every day. I need a month anyway. That's. It, was that literally our current events conversation? No, 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 no. That's no. what we wanted no, to talk we, about. We're, we're fucking long-winded here, so the video guy's got to like oh. make sure everything's going good still. So. Um, what what else are we talking about? What other current events do we want to wrap this up with? We went from the thing, the the uh, the uh, political, to the prepper, to the end yeah. of the world, to the zombies, to AI, to Jesus, to... Naked and naked Afraid, baby. Maybe it should be Naked and Afraid. There's a the, TV show for that. Uh, oh, fuck. But that, dude, that's good for SAO, because then so many Googles S- that shit. SEO, is that the same as SAO? It might be. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> Anywho. Next. Just Next. random fun current events uh, in Pakistan. A goat farmer gave birth. There was a goat with 19-inch ears. World record. Jesus Christ. Okay. What did you Google to find this? Just odd current events that aren't political. Yeah. Oh, why not? Let's so 19-inch ears, huh? 19-inch ears. Good for the goat. Next. I don't know if <laughs> <laughs> All right. There it is. Man, now I just feel. Judged. Make sure you put the picture up when you do. Cause oh, that well, goat yeah, looks yeah. like yeah. it looks like a fucking rabbit with. So keeping on theme of our last uh, couple podcasts of just wild animals loose, there's a nine foot boa constrictor that was found just wandering outside of New York. Just could nine foot, nine foot. That's cool. Boa That's constrictor. fucking weak sauce, dude. I How like big is yours now, man? She's getting big. She's Butters, getting big. yeah, she's like three feet. Okay, maybe even four feet. Do you ever I, worry about your snake trying to measure you out to eat you? I know some snakes have done no. that. No. Dude, I had a conversation last night with a buddy of mine because because uh, Weston's coming on my show. Yeah, because I want to hear his story about the FBI and all that shit. You know, That's and crazy. being that he's like a snake wrangler and shit. Yeah. And I was telling my buddy, I'm like, dude, this guy has like he he herds snakes. He's got like I don't know how many. He a breeds lot. them. He yeah, herd them. He Whatever. breeds them. I used the wrong word. Got it. He raises you said snakes. Words matter. I, they do matter. So thank you. I, thank a lot you for of the words that I said in here do not matter yeah. and should be. No, but thank thank deleted. you for clarity. He does not <laughs> he does not herd them. It's not like he's other hey whoosh, yeah. let's go snakes, but he does breed them. He does he breed hundreds them. of them. And that how big is that one that he's used in the photo shoots for oh, lines that sheep? Like one hundred and fifty pounds. Like but how long is 19 it? Nineteen feet. That's what I thought. Feet. I'm like it's got to be twenty feet. He just got another one. It's like twenty something feet long. Two hundred two hundred pounds. That is, that's another reason why I want to talk to that dude. That's a fucking weird guy to be like, you know what I need more of in my life? All the snakes. He, you know, what's crazy. Some of the snakes that he, that he breeds, he sells for like five, six, seven, eight thousand. I bet he does, man. As he should. He'll get, he'll breed them. He just breeds the fuck out of them. Not herd, breed. Huh? He doesn't herd them. He he breeds breeds them. them. Okay. Breeds them. Yeah, dude, that's going to be a fun one. Any other fun facts? No. Do you want a political one though? Sure, Sure. Let's do it. The ruble, the Russian ruble is the best it's ever been. Or Best it's been in about 10, 15 years compared to the Yeah, US I wonder dollar. why that is. So the Russian oligarchs who are hiding their yachts and their planes are just getting richer. Okay. Yeah. Not surprised. That's what happens when you... 
Not make surprised. it so the dollar can't be used in Russia because of whatever, and it weakens the props up their currency in a way that's nationalistic. Crazy idea. And it's like these guys in Washington. I don't know if they have like the right degrees or whatever to understand how this stuff works. Because it's anyway. The guys in Washington and gals in Washington are very, very, very. It's very interesting what they're doing and what they continue to do and how it all works. I used to think, and it, I, <laughs> not to end this politically, but we're gonna fucking probably end it politically anyway. <laughs> I used to get really bugged when I would see those memes and be like, these people hate America. I'm like, the fuck they do? They're just stupid. They just have their own agendas, whatever. And I'm starting to be like, I think they might hate America. I don't know that they hate America. I think that power and greed are really interesting things. Well, they corrupt absolutely, as it says. You know, I, I, I think a lot, I mean, I attribute, I, I, I parallel it a lot with like the lottery, right? Yeah. Some, the statistic is something like 80-something percent of the people who win the lottery go broke. Why? Oh, interesting. Okay, I, because, I see where you're going with this. It's because if you have a broke mindset and you hand somebody an exorbitant amount of money, they still have a broke mindset. Yeah, they don't want to handle it. And they have no idea what to do with it. So they just blow through it and it's gone, right? Right. You look at some of these people who get into politics, and prior to even being in politics, their mindset is of a politician, which is I'll say anything and do anything that will get me into a place of power. Like literally who, who, whose pocket do I have to put my hand in? Who, whose coffee and, do and I have you to just deliver? Think about, think about it, right? Yeah. Left Republican Democrat. It, show me a politician that doesn't end up that way or do that. Or, all of them. I mean, even there's a lot of conservatives that, that through this whole scamdemic bullshit, they yeah. got wealthy. They're on boards and they're doing this and on committees and they're in these meetings and they're all insider trading. They're all yeah. trading these stocks and these things. Republicans and, and Democrats getting wealthy. Tell me how many broke senators there are. Uh, zero. How many broke congressmen are there? If there are, they're the brand new ones. Tell give me, it time. Tell me how, whether they're brand new or not, tell me how broke they are now. Well, I'm saying give Show it time. Show me one president in the last 50 years that hasn't become exorbitantly wealthy by being president of Trump the United hasn't. States. Trump has He lost money. That's the only one. That's a crazy you, idea you, that like you, people would hate him and he lost money to do that. Think, like, you think, think about that mindset. It's the same reason that lottery winners, majority of them go broke. Yeah. It's because they have the mindset. If you look at the politicians, they have a very specific mindset, which is why having non-politicians get into the political game, the guys like George Washington is very, very important, which is why term limits mean something. Because if I'm already rich, Trump, for example, he doesn't give a, he donated his fucking salary. Everybody else is cashing the checks. They're cashing the checks, getting rich. Trump was already fucking rich. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a mindset that's very, very, very toxic in politics. There's a mindset of a politician. It, and I'm not just talking about people that are already in office. There's a whole lot of people that have a have a political mindset and a politician's mindset that aren't in politics. Right, it's the same reality. So this is why some of this conversation we're talking about about mindset and programming and whatever, whatever. One of the most dangerous things that you can do is weaponize your mind. Because once you weaponize your fucking mind, nobody can fuck with you. Yeah. Once you understand what true freedom is and weaponizing your mind and, and freeing your mind, no one can fuck with you. Literally, no one can fuck with you. The government can't fuck with you. So, so they can't fuck with you. So, def when define weaponization of the mind. I want to make sure that's understood. We're gonna break Joe Rogan. What's the longest pie? You want to go down that rabbit hole? Yeah, it's, this, I mean, th think about it. what. What's someone that is free, truly free? 
hold on, hold on. I want to I want to pay okay. attention to that word though, like weaponizing, weaponizing the mind. mind. So that yeah. to me, what that means is that my mind's a fucking weapon. Mm-hmm. That is. means I'm sharp as shit. That means Correct. when you come at me with some bullshit idea that's got it's all scallywampus and, and doesn't have any sort of rhyme or reason to it, I'm going to point it out and be like, "Fuck off with that stupid idea." So, so I'll also, give you, I'm going to be rich as shit because I'm going to know the game. Let me draw this out for you in a crayon. I love just the crayons, right? Because it's really simple and it's very hard for people to Please mistake. Stick this, with okay? the primary colors on this. Weaponizing right? your mind. You've seen countless YouTube videos, countless social media videos of. The joke being you go and you take a Trump quote and you quote Hillary and you go out on the boardwalk in Newport yeah. Beach and like, so what'd you think about this when Donald Trump said this? But it was really a Hillary quote or vice versa. Right. Fuck that guy. He's a fucking idiot. You talk about weaponizing your mind, right? You get into a debate about politics with somebody and they don't know. They haven't informed themselves. They're uneducated. What's What do they typically nine out of ten times say? Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Fuck you. They get mad. They get angry. Yeah. I mean, don't believe me. Go have yeah. a debate with somebody about a, about a, about a topic that they don't understand that they don't know that they haven't educated themselves on. What's the first thing that you do? You get angry. You fucking lash out. Oh, and then you get personal. Exactly. Now you're a racist. Yeah. You don't know the answer to a question. You just label me a racist. And now you're trying to win. If you stop and think about weaponizing your mind, it's educating yourself. It's knowing it's having a knowledge basis, and that knowledge comes through experience. Yeah. The people scream. You could hand Donald Trump's tax returns to these people screaming about his tax returns. They wouldn't even know how to fucking read them, bro. They wouldn't even know how to fucking read his tax returns. They go down to H&R Block and pay a guy $15 at Walmart to do their fucking taxes to get their $327 tax return. And you want to talk about understanding a multi-billionaire's fucking financial tax structure? You see what I'm saying? You talk about weaponizing your mind. You're holding in your hand. If you're listening to this on your cell phone, you got a computer. You're literally holding billions, trillions of dollars of information. You're holding in your hand the answer to every question that could be asked. I've proven this over and over and over again. You don't believe you can literally get the answer to anything that you want with your fucking cell phone. Google right now. How to build a spaceship. In fact, Jamie, I know your name's not Jamie, but I'm just going to keep calling you Jamie because you're his Jamie. Yeah. Google how to build a spaceship. And on the first page of Google, you will find probably a link from NASA to what? Blueprints to build a spaceship. You got blueprints. You got videos breaking stuff down. Bingo. How to build a fucking spaceship. Jesus fucking Christ, let's build a spaceship, bro. That's, I'm telling you, it's right there. I'm not fucking around when I tell people this. Yeah. Everybody thinks that you got to be special. No, you got to step back from the fucking matrix and start asking yourself different questions. Well, that's exactly the thing. What we're talking like, about. You can be so, too smart so for When you talk good. about weaponizing yourself, weaponizing your mind, it's being free. The reality is, like, if you have money, then no one's going to fuck with you with the money, right? This is why I continue to tell people, you should be on a mission to get filthy fucking rich. Yep. You should be on a mission to get filthy fucking rich. Why? Because when you have more money, you have more freedom. I know that people don't like to hear that. They love well, the socialistic idea. And the only people that get offended by this are the people that don't have money. Because you ask anybody right. with a lot of money and they will tell you they have freedoms and liberties that other people don't. Period. Right. End of story. There will never be equality to this. There will never be an equal playing field. There will always be somebody with a lot fucking more money than you. There will be somebody with a lot less money than you. So you have a choice. 
which which team do I want to play on? The angry team without any money, hating the rich, or the fucking rich who get to do whatever the fuck they want? I want to be on that team. So what I've chosen to do is weaponize my mind, educate myself on how do the wealthy do it? What do they eat? What do they read? How do they study? What is a commonality trait? What do they do over here? How do they sell? How do they market? How do they live? How do they breathe? And I go, I've been on a mission to literally study well, I, what I would like wealthy to add people to, do. I'd like to add to that as well, that like the process of becoming wealthy changes you as, as well. Totally. Because like, it's, it's not like you, like, you know, you use the lottery winner example. It's not like you just go from being broke to having it all. Right. You, there's levels. That's why most and lottery every, go broke. And every level, you will fucking repeat the same shit at a different intensity that you experience on the lower level. So mm-hmm. the, the more you get your shit together, I keep saying this, you, when you get your shit together, you have to keep it together. So that means when you learn then, okay, so I know I'm going to deal with this level of imposter syndrome at this new level. Okay, I got to handle that. I know I got to deal with a new tax structure because I'm at a new level. I know I got to deal with new toys, new, t- you know, as uh, who is it that says... Uh, Jack Harlow says, uh, new levels, new devils, you know? New devils. Dude, break this. I can literally take the same psychological reality, the same mentality to every single facet of life. Why do you think late-night infomercials are based around two primary emotions? Most late-night infomercials have to do with weight or your appearance. Most late-night infomercials are about diet pills, the shake weight. Have you ever seen the, the infomercial for the shake weight during the day? No, because the people that are up late at night are typically out of shape and they're typically broke. Because it's vulgar. It's you can't true. watch it during the this day. This is not the gospel according to Sean. Sh- go fucking turn your TV on late at night and they will be trying to sell you money or fitness. Period. End yeah, of story. Because that's when people that are broke are up worrying about their fucking shit or people that are fat binge eating in the middle of the fucking night because they hate the fact that, that their life sucks. And so what do they do? They play to that emotion, right? You stop and think about this for two seconds. I did 75 hard. I always had the, the dad. I was always in shape, but I always had a dad bod. I'd never had a six pack in my entire life. And my story that was programmed in my brain was that it, in order to have a six pack, you had to spend six hours in the gym every single day. And it was genetics. Both of my parents, neither of them was ripped. I'm never going to be ripped. For 41 years, I told that story, bro. For 41 years, that was my reality. That was my DNA. That was my programming. Yeah. Until my buddy came up with this program called 75 hard. I did 75 hard, and I got shredded as fuck. You've seen the pictures. Yeah. No, I did it too. Here's the picture of me shredded as fuck. Now, it's a plug for me with my shirt off. Ladies, naked in front of the classroom right here. Ladies, this guy, I'm he's always married, fucking naked. By the way. I'm shredded as fuck. By the way, I'll send you a really good picture you can plug in there. One of them really shredded. I've stayed in the best shape I've ever been in. Why? Because it wasn't a fad diet. It wasn't a late night infomercial. It wasn't whatever. I changed my mindset. 75 hard is a mindset shift far more than a physical shift. You shift your mindset, you can get ripped and stay ripped. You shift your mindset, you can get wealthy and stay wealthy. You could take everything from me right now. Everything. In 12 months, I'll have it all back. For sure. 12 months, I'll have it all back. Take the Lambo, you take the cars, you take take the businesses. In 12 months, I'll have every single thing back. Why? Because it ain't about the fucking money. It ain't about the car. It's my mindset. Yep. I shifted 100%. my mindset. I got naked in front of the class, and I continue to get naked in front of the class. I get really comfortable in that space where most people won't even go there. So don't question why I have the results that I have. It's this exact conversation. It's not luck. It's not late-night infomercial. I'm not looking for the quick fad diet. I did one thing for 75 days, and I rewrote my brain. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I was like, well, shit, this is the new norm. This is the new norm. The new norm is I drive a Lamborghini every single day. You're a presumptuous asshole. Da, da, da. Am I? 
Or are you just mad that you Who don't drive a Lamborghini that, though, uh, all dude. the time? Really? All the fucking time. And and, and the idea you somebody know, would like need to tell you that is hilarious to me. I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. why. It's the same thing we've been talking about this entire right. fucking show, right? It's the same people that like they, they they. It's way 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 easier to just shit on somebody than it is to change your mindset. Right. And so whether it's your relationship, everything. I I went from being married, divorced twelve years ago, to being in some relationship and whatever, whatever. And like there was no way I was ever. I'm forty three years old. I'm making a good living, I'm doing my thing, like I'm just going to be hanging out with hot chicks all the time and, you know, whatever, whatever. I'm never going to get remarried. And I rewrote that story in my brain, and it's taken a ton of work. But I rewrote that story, and this is the new norm. Yep. So when you think about it, like this is the reason that fad diets don't work. This is the reason that diets don't work. This is the reason that winning the lottery will never make you fucking wealthy. You'll taste money for 15 minutes. you go straight back to being broke until you change your mindset. You have the same relationship cycle over and over and over and over until you change your fucking mindset. Yeah. Until you just decide, I'm going to get naked in front of the class and rewrite the story. I don't know how we got off on this topic. You, we were talking no, about dude, we talked about whatever, the, whatever. And it yeah, the pink fucking flamingos ended up with dude. the mindset. But, it, you know, it's, it's the same reality with politics. It's the same reality around, around everything. Nailed you change it. your freaking mindset, you go into your mind. Oh, weaponizing your mind. You weaponize your mind, and you're fucking dangerous, man. You're fucking dangerous, and there's a reason that. So get curious, people. A lot of people want to shut down, you know, the powerful conversations and the people and the whole thing. Like, it's way, way, way more profitable to have our culture and our society be broke, miserable, fat yeah, you than know. it is to have a bunch of fucking badasses running around. If I'm Badasses five, aren't controllable. It's 535 man. people in yeah. D.C. against 338 million, Right. Yeah. vast majority of these people are not thinking this way. What would happen if 1, 2, 10, 20, 30, 50 million people, and I've said this to you a thousand times, what I want to be able to do is have 30, 40, 50, 60 of my friends be filthy fucking rich, and we all get together one day, we're smoking cigars, and be like, all right, whose turn is it? All right, Bryce, you're up. You're running for president. And we all just write you a $50 million check. Now all of a sudden you got $600 million because the average president, the last three presidents have all spent between 500 to $550 million on their campaigns. Imagine being able to have that kind of reality. Why not? Why can't you do that? Fucking do it. You want to change the game? That's how you fucking change the game. All starts with resources and resourcefulness. Amen. Well, dude, I think that's a good place. This has been fun. You're a valuable man with valuable time, so I appreciate you coming by and dropping it up, man. Great shoe collection, too. You do have a good shoe collection. I mean, I figured I'd, I'd have to wear something a little bit bougier today because you were going to show up with some shit. Yeah, dude, I got, I got my. That was pretty basic today, though, dude. I mean, the fucking I white, gotta, red, white and red. These are the fire red fives. Yeah, these aren't basic, dude. What are you talking about? I could wear these in the temple if I worked there. <laughs> <laughs> you in the temple? <laughs> fucking this place was spontaneously combust. Hopeful, hope so. How the temple burned down? Bryce tried to go at it. He went in. I've always <laughs> thought that they need to make fucking like. Garments out of like Nike Pro, like dry fit shit or something. Just like <laughs> they do. They, oh, they, they do multiple now. Different materials. I haven't worn garments in fucking fifteen years. So they I don't have know. multiple different materials. Yeah, but they're all shit, dude. Like the poly and the cotton thing. Like just, oh, yeah. just go fu- go to Lulu and get whatever that material is, and then church, make your thing and do your thing. <laughs> anyway, all right, we'll, we'll save that for a different one. church. Like these are my garments. Now. Op- open invite Whalen to come back anytime you want, man. It's been a good time. God bless you. Everybody knows where to find him. He's Sean fucking Whalen. Just go to SeanWWhalen.com. SeanWhalen.com. SeanWhalen.com. Garrett's the only guy that I know that has somehow programmed the marketplace to put his middle fucking initial in his name. And nobody says Garrett White. It's always Garrett J. White. I've noticed that. 
I saw that like at Lions and Live, the thing said Garrett White, and I'm like, ooh, is that a mistake? Apparently, he got. I I heard from my assistant that somehow he. I don't know how it all happened because yeah. I didn't pay attention to some of those details. Sure. But he was like, "Can we get Jay in there?" But the image had already been done, and he was just gear away in my event. Fucking love that guy. All right, man. Good dude. Anyway, thanks a ton, man. You guys stand up. You go follow Praise him. the Lord. Um, God bless you. Yeah, you'll know what to do with the end card. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for watching this video. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, I would ask that you like, subscribe, share. You want more videos? Check out over here. We got them for you. See you on the next one.